now, from the beautiful Lakeside Studios of Wave Radio Boston, it's the first wave with John. I don't remember. Kevin McHale. Don't, uh, <laughs> ever, ever, ever call me stupid. Okay. Pete. It was like a, a, the pot of gold at the end of the leprechaun's rainbow. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. And Becca Lee. I'm lactose intolerant. That stings the nostrils. In a good way. Thank God for them internets. Dance off, bro. Me and you. The best radio station in the world. In the world. Is right here. Right now. Well, we're waiting. And now, the program scientifically proven to cure hemorrhoids. You're right, the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. All right, welcome into another first wave on Wave Radio Boston. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Pete, your hostess with the leastest for this evening. Across from me, uh, over there, that's uh, Mr. John Anthony. Good, good. Hold on. You did that to yourself, didn't you? No. No. Oh, it's you. Okay. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, yes. (laughs) There we go. That is a great way to start the show. (laughs) Consummate professionals we are. That's right. That's what happens when you prepare too much. Yes, sometimes you can (laughs) over-prepare. You know, it's... the Boy Scouts don't talk about that They'll, very much. They don't. Uh, but, you know, it's be prepared. Yes. Uh, they don't tell you that, okay, yeah, maybe you can overprepare. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, unfortunately, uh, this evening... Yes, the, the, the gaping void in the show this evening... <laughs> yes, the giant sucking sound yes. you're hearing... Is is Becca Lee's absence? Yes. yes. Um, so I I saw her somewhere off in the corner with the in- interns yet again. And yeah. uh, I, I, I just don't know what's what's going on. But uh, I, she and she no phone calls, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no show, no call. Is that what it was? Uh, I think it's something. Something's going on there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, so Becca Lee, uh, hopefully, will be back to join us next week. Well, you know what is is she's going to be? Why? <laughs> because yes. because we have a a we have the next like uh, oh god. It's a, it's a, we have a jam-packed next few weeks. It's quite a February yes. here at Wave Radio and, and, and spilling into half a March, <laughs> yes. which, which, God, I love it. Yes. Uh, I've been talking to some of the people that I know, and uh-huh. I've, I've been telling them, I said, uh, I said, so how much do you miss going to see live music? Yeah. And a lot of them were not huge live music fans. Sure. You know, they'd go to a show, go yeah. to a couple of shows a, yeah. a year, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like... It's been almost a year. I really miss it. I said, well, guess what? I said, I'm seeing a live performance yeah. almost every week for the next six weeks. Crazy, huh? And, uh, and I said, I am going to see more live music <laughs> than anyone on the planet right, at right. this point. Yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't think that there's mm. going to be that many people mm-hmm. who are going to see as much or yeah. more than we're going to experience yeah. no, we're very lucky. Uh, through the middle of, of, of March. This yeah. is fantastic. Just so far. So and that's so, so far. far. And we haven't, you know, we're yeah. we we still got we've still got people that we're talking to. We may get through March by 
tomorrow <laughs> for all yeah, we know yeah. you know yeah i'm on a little bit of a booking roll yeah well you know yeah. what it is is uh there are literally claw marks at all of these musicians <laughs> doors yeah. on the inside say yeah. let me out of yes. my house yes uh so so it's a lot uh, we've got we will have an announcement a little bit later about an ad that we're super excited about as well nice uh but we are very excited uh for our guest this evening uh, so that's Mr. Josh Proust from uh, the Jack Proust Band. Nice. Uh, so we're really excited about about that coming up, um, and we have a ton of other things on the docket for you. We've got uh, <laughs> what is uh, a, a little bit of a primer for for those of you who may not be from this area. Why you would be moving to this area right now? Yeah. Quite frankly, is there beyond is something me. really wrong yes. with you? But we do, or, have... or it's a really high-paying job. Yes, one yes. or the I, other. Well, you know, there is a there is still a lot of people moving into the states. So, as a service uh, to you, uh, we have a little bit of, that we want to share with you. It is not our original content, uh, but we'll give credit uh, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got uh, a rewind uh, for this evening. A uh, pretty good week in music uh, history, so we'll talk a little bit about the rewind, nice. uh, and we'll see if uh, John Anthony can figure out um, what is special about one of uh, his favorite songs ah. that is in the rewind. You know what is is? I think I know what it is just simply by looking at the show sheet. Okay, and I looked at it and I said. Pete doesn't normally play that. There's got to be a reason. That's so right. uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what that is. Yes. I'm curious because chances are I don't because if it's <laughs> if it's what I believe it is there are, yes. are there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of, of fiction to go along with that well, particular song. That, that I, okay, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Uh, but uh, so got a ton of content for you. Not a ton of time. Uh, we have uh, Josh in the house. We're really excited. We're going to be playing some of his uh, studio music, uh, some of his band's studio music, I should say, uh, talking about uh, the how the song came to be. You know, it's almost like a storyteller's, but we get the, st- the studio sound out of it, it's, which to, is great. To me, it's, 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 it's storytellers and behind the music all wrapped hey, up into one. There you go. Right here on the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. Now, don't forget... You, we have so many different ways that you can contact us. Uh, well, two uh, that we monitor. <laughs> so many. So many. Uh, that's more than a lot of other so places. Many too. So many, too. Yes. Uh, so the, our listener line, if you actually feel like making a call, maybe ask Josh a question here or there, uh, interact with us, mm-hmm. the listener line is 617-829-9283. And we also have our text line. Yes, so if you want to just send a quick text, we can mm-hmm. send that out there as well. Yep. 617-764-9283. Now, the common part about both of those, they both end in 9283. How about that? Guess what? That spells out W-A-V-E. Oh, that's so clever. We're so clever. So clever. Yeah, we're still trying to figure out how to afford how we did that. So it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, so... Lots going on. Uh, we've got uh, Valentine's Day coming up, so we'll uh, we'll hit on that a little bit. Um, if you listened to the Fallout Shelter last night, they had their Valentine's Day special. Uh, I missed it last uh, night, which of course had a very special Fallout Shelter spin to it. Of course, it did. As Corbin and Scout will uh, will give us uh, on just about everything, and it's a great take. Yeah, they they have a great take on a lot of different things. That's for sure. Uh, so we got, as I said, we got uh, a lot going on this evening. Uh, we really want 
to get your feedback. So please use those numbers. And don't forget, on the text line, you can also send us pictures. Yes. But, uh, but we, they, we also reserve the right to use them in we, any we way do. that we please. That's right. Once we they're submitted. You, we own them. So you be send very them, careful. Them. Yes. Uh, you... You give us the bald eagle, we may let it fly. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, let's get this show started with some Paolo Nutini. Woke up cold one Tuesday. I'm looking tired and feeling quite sick. I felt like there was something missing in my day-to-day life. So I quickly opened the wardrobe. Pulled out some jeans and a t-shirt that seemed clean Topped it off with a pair of old shoes that were ripped around the seams And I thought these shoes just don't suit me Hey, I put some new shoes on and suddenly everything's right I said, hey, I put some new shoes on and everybody's smiling It's so right and no short on money but long on time Slowly Sweet sunshine and I'm running late and I don't need an excuse So wearing my brand new shoes Woke up late one Thursday And I'm seeing stars as I'm rubbing my eyes And I felt like there were two days missing as I focused on the time Then I made my way to the kitchen But I had to stop from the shock of what I found The room full of all of my friends Round and round and I thought, hello, new shoes Bye-bye, blues Hey, I put some new shoes on And suddenly everything's right I said, hey, I put some new shoes on And everybody's smiling It's so inviting No, short on money, but long on time Slowly showing in the sweet sunshine And I'm running late And I don't need an excuse So wearing my brand new Bright lights and angels meet Stone to stone they take me on I'm walking till the break of dawn Take me wandering through these streets Where bright lights and angels meet Stone to stone they take me on I'm walking till the break of dawn Hey, I put some new shoes on And suddenly everything is right I said, hey
手。Peter Wolf and the boys from Jig Isles reminding us that even though 
even though, even though Hallmark's Day is coming yes, up. Yes, even though February 14th De is Beers, looming. The beers and Hallmark. It it's is, their day. It is still kind of a stinky thing at times. <laughs> uh, before that, the other side of that coin, we had uh, our, our pal Chris Wagner and his band Modern Day Idols and See You Tonight. And at the top of that said one of our favorite high-energy songs here at the First Wave Paolo Nutini talking about some new shoes. Like our Facebook page at Wave Radio Boston Rocks. You'll get show announcements, polls, and maybe some behind-the-scenes content that you can't get anywhere else. You can even make song requests. Try that with any FM station. Mm. All this can be yours by liking Wave Radio Boston Rocks on Facebook. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. That's right. F you to FM, indeed. And uh, they, as I always say, they yes, started it. They did. They, they did. They said F you to us a mm. long time ago. Yes, yes. There's uh, like three people programming all every radio station that you listen to, uh, except this one. So uh, we do broadcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So be sure to tune in, not just for the live shows, but also for uh, our content. Uh, when the live shows aren't on, we play bits. From former shows, we play some of our funny commercials uh, and a lot, a lot of great music. Yeah, so don't and that's miss the thing is a, a lot of stuff that that you'll hear at any time here on mm-hmm. Wave Radio Boston yep. is something that you're just not going to hear on the radio. Uh, mm-hmm. You might hear a few, sure, um, but most of the time it is something that you're just not going to hear. Yep. Uh, you're like, oh, crap, I haven't heard that in a long time. Right. Uh, and, and that's exactly what we're trying to do is bring, mm-hmm. FM, bring the FM radio uh, tradition right. back. Exactly, exactly. So um, speaking of traditions and um, th- you know, the way things have always been, um, saw this article uh in the boston globe magazine over, oh you know what over Pete, the weekend is, yes. is i i hate to to interrupt yes, but but you will i just want to make sure that everybody knows yes we are we are short time away yes uh from josh proust yes from the jack proust band yep uh he's he's here he's raring to go he yes. is he is looking uh Tanned, rested, and ready at this moment. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to that. So yep. hang tight if you're yep. here to hear him. Yep. Uh, don't get forget. Up. Get lined up on the listener line, 617-829-9283. Our text line as well, if you just feel like sending in a text, 617-764-9283. That's right. And um, make sure uh, to uh, send all kinds of cool vibes uh, out to us, and I was wondering about that. Yeah, so so, so we're gonna make a uh, we're gonna make a correction. It's prost like toast. Prost. Yes, prost, prost. like toast. Uh, similar similar to uh, to Tostin, like toss ten. Yeah, yes, yes toss ten. Yes, yes. So so Josh Prost, prost. will be yes, joining will, us shortly. Yes, it's, uh, many apologies, and we'll continue to apologize. There's yes. our first apology that, for tonight. Later down. in the yeah, show, at right. the end of the show, yeah, is that's our, right. our first apology is to Josh. That's right. All right. So um, th- in in a in a section that is sure to uh, annoy uh, some people, uh, we wanted to. Uh, I, I saw. I did see this in the Boston Globe magazine over the weekend. Uh, so how wanna, did I miss that? Want to give them uh, credit. So this is uh, by a correspondent named Kara Baskin. Okay, uh, and um, thought I would pass this along because I think it's good knowledge for those of us. Uh, those of us are, who are maybe new to the area, uh, moving into the area, and was a good chuckle uh, for, the, for a veteran 
uh, like myself. Yes. So, so tour directed towards so, so the way that she set up this article. Um, she had lived in uh, the greater D.C. area for years and years and years. And there's everybody... A, there's a different world in well, and of itself. Well, everybody's well, from somewhere else. Exactly. Everybody's from somewhere right. else, so it's not hard to make friends. It's like Southern California. Right. Um, so on you know, fitting in around here, be sure you radiate a cynical desire for friendliness, a hearty skepticism of outsiders. And by outsiders, I mean anyone you didn't go to high school with. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You may officially consider someone a friend if you have known them for a minimum of 10 years and lent them a snowblower. <laughs> anyone, else, right. anyone else is a mere acquaintance and nosy, too. Yeah. So. Yep. No, and that sounds about right. Welcome to New England. That's right. Um, it's like, wait a minute, I have neighbors? Yes. Well, I mean, you have neighbors and, yeah, but you I, have I, hay neighbors. I didn't even realize I had neighbors. Yes. I'm from New England. Yes, for sure. Um, and then as far as fitting in um, for attire... Upon upon arrival, please invest in the following. Five L.L. Bean jackets of varying warmth. A long sleeve T-shirt advertising the elite New England liberal college of your liberal arts college of your choice. Yep. A completely impractical two hundred and fifty dollar Patagonia sleeveless fleece vest appropriate for two days in April. <laughs> yeah, yes, actually maybe May. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, some yoga, some yoga pants for dining out, and a flannel shirt for apple picking. Yeah, yes. that sounds about right. Yep. That definitely sounds about correct. Yep. I think she's she's. So far, so good. Yeah, right? she yeah. she's picked it up fast. Yep. Uh, acceptable reasons for being late to work include being trapped on the red line, mm-hmm. being unable to locate your car in the north end, anything that has to do with Starro Drive. Uh, well, Starro comes later. Yeah, um, right. uh, I guess it's a commute uh, thing, but uh, and taking Route One to go anywhere, unless yes. you're a bartender at the Kowloon. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. In which case, chances are you're there already. Yes. Um, so she talks about finances and shopping. Uh, she says of Market Basket, this is where all the true locals shop. Some even call it by the original name, Demoulis. There you go. So uh, try it if you really want to fit in. Um, try using the, the original name if you really want to fit in. Market Basket is a metaphor. For your new life. No pretense, no frills, exceptionally crowded, worth it. Yes. There is no greater feeling than emerging with store brand cola and Brigham's coffee ice cream having paid under $2. Yes. And the only thing that's better than that is Chumps for Ginger Ale. Oh, yes. Exclusive to yes. Market Basket at this time. I, and I think it's only certain Market Baskets. Um, I think you can get them at most. Yeah. But it, they've they've expanded it. it is is literally the... The the soda company that mm-hmm. created it doesn't even exist. No, anymore. no, they just got the they just got the recipe. They got the recipe yeah. and have it made for them. I think Polar makes it for them. Oh, as a matter they? of fact, I believe yeah. uh, the Chelmsford Golden Ginger Ale mm-hmm. is something that went away for a while. Oh, that was a and long time. Market yeah. Basket brought it back, and it is exactly the way you remember it if yes. you had it. And I I only used to have it when I go to my cousin's house in in Chelmsford, of course. Yes, it uh, was it was like it was a local out of. I swear you had there were three handles. In Chelmsford, yes. uh, growing up, yeah. is there was hot water, cold water, and golden ginger ale yes. is the third handle. Yeah, it's always in that brown uh, glass bottle. Oh, it has to be. Yeah, uh, true Bostonians did not come of uh, age shopping in those swanky al fresco malls like the Street Chestnut Hill and <laughs> Legacy Place. Yes, 
and we still resist. <laughs> we trek through Filene's at the Burlington Mall or Pheasant Lane for no sales tax. Yes. We tried sushi for the first time at a food court. Yep. We went to the Meadow Glen Mall and hit under the racks at Bradley's. An open-air J. Crew might as well be Rodeo Drive. And, and you know what's funny is, is as soon as she said Meadow Glen Mall, you know what the first thing I thought of? No. Tellos. Oh, right. <laughs> I, Tellos yeah, at the Meadow Glen she Mall. She probably yes. arrived after Tellos. Yeah. Well, uh, I think she's a little younger yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the fact that yep. she knows Bradley's is yeah. impressive. Yes. I, I think she had to have asked older, yes. you know, yeah, our generation yeah. of, of that, yes. Um, speaking of shopping, newcomers buy wine in the South End. Natives buy wine in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially on Sundays. Even if you can do it, you still go to New Hampshire on Sundays. I live about three <laughs> miles from the New Hampshire border yep. in Massachusetts. Yep. And I will rarely shop in yep. Massachusetts. Ironically, all people from New Hampshire now come to Massachusetts to buy their weed. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> Every vice was up there. Yeah. We got one for us. That's Score right. one for Massachusetts. That's right. Uh, prepare to eat your ice cream year-round. Oh, God, yes. And remember, F-R-A-P-P-E rhymes with trap, not flambe. Yes, that is correct. It is not a frappe. No, It is a frap. No, it's a fucking frap. Nothing nothing quite like a coffee frap, though. Ah, Mm. coffee ones are good. Coffee? But it has to... Black raspberries. It it has to be autocrat. Uh, has to be flavored with autocrat syrup. It has from to be, from from Rhode Island. It has to be done done correctly because I have had way too many that were awful. Yeah, awful. autocrat syrup, autocrat syrup, which is and was use created. actual coffee ice cream. Yes, because well, a lot of times now they you're try pushing to, it. Now well, you're pushing it. A lot of times they try to use vanilla mm-hmm. ice cream and just use the syrup. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. See, that's no, no. a that's more of a South Shore thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, never order clam strips. Seriously. Manhattan clam chowder, pop, or a milkshake. Yeah. A fluffernutter is lunch, not dessert. Yes. And choosing to have a lobster roll with butter instead of mayonnaise is grounds for divorce. Oh, see, I, I don't know about that. I kind of like the, the butter. I, I've never, I'll be to, honest, to I've me, never had a lobster roll. I don't, I don't like lobster. I'm oh, not, you don't like lobster no, at all? No, no, not at really. all. Yeah. No, you 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 give me you give me some gigantic sea scallops, I'll be happy. Sure. Other than that, I'm not really a seafood guy. Yeah. Don't don't like uh uh the the cockroach of the sea? Uh yeah, no. I just I I just don't understand how somebody thought to put that Oh yeah. Well, you know what is is some water and... You got to be hungry. You got to Des- be hungry. Desperation. The, the pilgrims were awfully hungry. Yeah. I uh, would they say. didn't have crops. Yes. <laughs> uh so some geog- geography lessons. South Boston is not the South End. No, Roxbury, very different. Roxbury is different from West Roxbury. Yeah, by a, by by uh, several uh, how do you uh, several uh, socioeconomic scales. Correct. Uh, Jamaica Plain is not a plain at all. Reedville is a myth, like the Loch Ness monster <laughs> or an expanded Green Line. Good point. Boston does not have a midtown. No. Despite uh, any luxury magazines trying to make it so. Yeah. If you attempt to reference Midtown, you will promptly be deported back to New York. New York, yes. And, uh, and, and, and Yankee Stadium. Yes. Uh, Western Massachusetts is actually part of Vermont. I thought it was Connecticut. And technically, Western Mass. Western Mass. Yeah, Western Mass, part of Connecticut. Yeah. And technically, it begins after 495. 
Uh, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. And uh, remember, if it's 80 degrees and sunny in Boston, it could be snowing in air. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Some towns are accessible only via by parachute, including Hull, Marblehead, Nahant, and Winthrop. Well, not in the winter. You can drive right there in the winter. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Summertime, yes. 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 Parachute's the only way to get in and out. The fancier the town, the worse the cell phone service. Yeah, that could be true. Uh, and then for linguistics... Uh, nobody calls it Bean Town. The same goes for the TD Garden. It's just the garden. Yeah. The Rockland Trust Bank Pavilion is Harbor Lights. Harbor Lights. And if you, you're seeing a show at the BB&T Pavilion, you're actually going to Great Woods. Thank you very much. Oh, they renamed it again. Yes. It's not Xfinity anymore. No, no. BB&T. Yes. Uh, just as native New Englanders drop their R, you should drop the S. Announcing that you're going to the public gardens or the Boston Commons will earn you nothing but scorn. Yeah, yeah, we know we know you're not from around here. That's right. How you doing, kid? Is an appropriate salutation for anyone not in a nursing home. Uh, and you know what is is sometimes I've seen it there and very well accepted. <laughs> That's true. Uh, they they feel That's a little true. younger that way. Yes, yes. <laughs> And then, uh, finally, uh, some, some more traffic uh, stuff. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, lots of warnings about the rotary. Um, but uh, you should... Uh, Bridge. So, Bridge! While, <laughs> while you should expect to floor the gas while, while hitting a rotary, you should also plan to spend as much of your natural waking life idling in traffic when going on vacation. Yes. This is especially true if you're heading down the Cape. Down the Cape. Never... To Cape Cod, no. down the Cape, which, uh, no. w- which in reality is just an auto showroom. <laughs> yeah, well, if Ernie Bach has his way. Yeah. You do not move. You roll down your windows and inhale not salt air, but the fetid aroma of gasoline. And what's funny is once you get over the bridge, it doesn't get that much faster after that either. No, not really. They're working on that. Unless you know some some back roads, unless you've been a local. Well, part of the problem is the back roads. By the time you meander through those back Mm -hmm. roads, you might as well have just stayed on the damn highway. Yes, yes. But the the scenery is a little... Oh, yeah. All the scrub scrub brush, mini golf, and uh, (laughs) and shame. That's right. (laughs) So so finally... But it's rich people shame. So, you know, that's a little more acceptable. So speaking, and and finally, speaking of criminal acts and blocking traffic, do not attempt to drive anything taller than a golf cart down Starrow Drive. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. All right. All right. Nice job. Uh, She got it. You know, for being a transplant, thank you. Uh, Don't forget, you guys have anything? Uh, yes. Send us a text. Love to hear what Send it us means. a text, and and the and I'll say send us a text. Normally we say, hey, please call. Yeah. Uh, but but Josh is raring to go here. So yes. send us a text at 617-764-9283. Did she miss something? Did we miss something? Right. What is quintessentially New England that may have been left out? That's right. All right. On the other side of this music break, one and only a Josh Prost. Prost. From not toast, but prost on the other side of this break. All right, here we go. Some influences of Josh's on the way.
Call us at 617-829-WAVE or shoot us a text at 617-764-WAVE. I will text you. I've been 
All right, that's photograph from Def Leppard and their huge mega, 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 mega huge album, Pyromania. Uh, there's another New England saying, you think? You think, yes. Uh, so uh, once again. Very sarcastic, which she mentioned, the sarcasm. Yes. Uh, so Def Leppard uh, photograph, and before that, a New England band for sure, the Del Fuegos and Don't Run Wild. And at the top of that set, Seattle's own Soundgarden and Spoon Man. Want to hear your original music on Wave Radio Boston? Email us at media at waveradioboston.com with a song or two. Tell us a little bit about you. We'll get back to you about profiling your music and any upcoming gigs you may have, uh, including virtual ones here in our studio. We can make that happen as well. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. That's right. F you to FM. Uh, so... What many of you on the line I know have been anxious uh, for has finally arrived. Yeah, enough about us. Yes. Uh, so we'd like to welcome, officially welcome uh, to the first wave from uh, the Jack Proust band, Mr. Josh Proust. Thank you very much. Yeah, Proust. Hi, yeah, it's, a, it's very difficult for us. Yes. Uh, we, we, you know what is, is we're setting our ways. It, it, we're old. We're setting our ways. Yes. Uh, welcome very much. Uh, we were really Post. excited to have you. Prost. Prost. Like Prost. toast. Yeah. Like toast. That's what they yeah. call me in high school. My, they called you uh, toast? They call me Prost like toast. Prost, Prost like, like toast. toast. Yeah, my, my high school <laughs> physics teacher, uh, Fred, who might even be listening, um, said, did the same thing. Uh, Josh Proust. And I said, it's post like toast. Post like and toast. And from the rest of my that's high awesome. school career, I was post like toast. Post like there toast. There you go. Uh, that's, that, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. And then you Josh guys like did toast. the same thing. So yeah, well, you know. And, and it's and like we've known each other for <laughs> See? Yeah, exactly. 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. I can tell you this, is that the off-air show, I can tell you that there's, uh, uh, Josh is a kindred spirit. Uh, yeah, here uh, with yes. with the first wave yes, at Wave Radio sure. Boston, and, and so it's it's really great to be able to welcome he, him here yes. to share some time with us. We thank you very much for that. To fir- first off, yes, uh, but yeah, it's it's been great just to be able to mm-hmm. talk, uh, especially the New England stuff. I mean, yeah. he's he's sitting there laughing his ass off yeah. while we were talking Shaking about that stuff. Shaking his head, time. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So it's been great. Yeah. I'm, I'm your new number one fan i mean <laughs> I, i'm the new england guy that you guys just talked about yeah <laughs> and i mean we've been geeking out to music i've i've been locked in my house for a year yeah. and not been able to talk to anybody about <laughs> music you know like why def leppard is so awesome you yeah. know what i mean like uh so this is awesome well you know is, is, is you know is is the one thing pete that uh-huh. uh that we've starting to learn is yes. that COVID makes us more attractive. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yes. Not necessarily physically, but yes. at least uh, emotionally and, yes. and, and, and music-wise and everything yes. else is, is, again, the claw marks on the door. Yes, we are, we are the COVID equivalent of the, the Tenet 2. Yes, yes, yes. 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 COVID, COVID was pretty cool in a way for me. Okay. Um, because w- w- my band had uh, issues getting together. You know, like, yeah. you have four guys. We have our studio. And, uh, you know, we all have our day jobs, so sure. getting, getting the same night off to oh, practice, sure. you know, we could, w- one night a week, maybe one night every two weeks, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So when COVID hit, we couldn't do anything. Sure. Mm-hmm. So locked myself in the basement, and I'm like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I would say like two weeks into it, after the day we thought the asteroid was going to hit, yeah, right? like yeah, March yeah. 13th, whatever. End yeah. of the world. Yeah. I There's had, an a, I had a dream. There. I had an epiphany, and it was a song, and it kept happening. 
Okay. So COVID sucks, yes. But, uh -huh. I, and I think a lot of my musician friends feel the same way where it's, it's created some kind of movement in, in ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of new music coming out yeah. from a lot of local people. And it's because they're forced to go downstairs and be quiet and, and play music. And, I, know, and, I know a bunch of people like that. And we've talked to, to some artists. Most of the artists are that same way of, you know what, the first month or so was a great break mm -hmm. uh, because they had no responsibility, no having to worry about going out and grabbing a gig. And then all of a sudden, reality set in of this ain't going away anytime soon. Yeah. And, and so they, there was a lot of introspection uh, from mm. speaking with people. We've also had a, a couple of people who, had, who almost had a breakdown. Yeah. Uh, and and, and there's, so it can go either way with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that for some people, that I, we've talked to some people, they were like, it was six months before I could get my shit together right. enough right. to start thinking about what it is that I, you know, is this what I really want to do? Mm. Yes, it is. Okay, self-check. Right. Uh, at that point, they, they said, you know, a lot of the input was, what do I do with myself? My, there's no creative output at all. Uh, mm. So what do I do? And, and sometimes some of them had said that it yeah. was the beginning of getting back into that was so scattered that mm -hmm. it was almost useless to them mm -hmm. as a, 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 in that. So... For you, is how did you come to terms with the whole thing? How long did it take? You know, uh, give us a little bit of an idea as to how it worked for you as a musician. Yeah, so it um, it didn't take long. Um, it I figured out that I had to figure it out. Right. <laughs> Fair so enough. How am I going to get this out? Well, that's right. very that's very adult of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so you know, I, I researched. I talked to people and uh -huh. figure out like how are you continuing to. Get get your music out there. What are you doing? You can't go jam in the band room. When you're in a jam, in a band room playing with your band, there's shit that happens that you you can't make happen. It's mm -hmm. magic, right? Mm -hmm. Things sure. you you play things that you didn't mean to play, mm -hmm. and the other guy plays off of that, yeah. and the other guy plays off of that. It's and alchemy. Then, yeah. and, and you hope you music. hope the recorder's running so that you have some totally. kind of an idea as never to how is. to recreate. It. <laughs> it right. never yeah. is. It's like our off-air show. Yeah. Yeah. Our off-air yeah. show is is often better than our on-air show, yeah, for sure. Uh, which is sad. <laughs> so when you're when you're in the band room when you're playing, there's mm -hmm. it's it really is magic. And same thing with you when you're on stage and there's yeah. there's people out there. Right. right. Well, you get the feedback. Right. Nothing yep. like it. There's no drug in the world mm -hmm. that makes you feel so amazing than when you're giving that music out and you're getting it back. Yep. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, but you. That's gone now, right? Right. Yep. You can't, we can't gig. We can't even get in the band room with four people. Ugh. So how can I get that feeling? And it, and it mm. was hard for a while. Um, but after a while, like, I would go downstairs and I would just, uh, I have a, um, like a little mini studio where I could, I could throw a drum beat down. Mm -hmm. And I would wake up in the middle of the night, 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. with something. It, usually it's a bass line. Yep. Yeah. And yep. I go downstairs <clears throat> and I and I find the beat that that's right for mm -hmm. it and I start playing the bass line and yep. and I got it and then I'm like, "All right, I need a guitar thing over that." So I grab my or my baritone. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um I play a lot of baritone too, which is uh, That's cool. Not a lot of people you don't hear baritone a lot. No, you don't. It's right in between right. the the bass and the guitar. Mm -hmm. So um, and I started playing. Guitar it's not before. something you're going to find in Guitar Center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like one. One. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. And it's by used. It's in the back, and there's yeah. like there's about a, a three quarter inch layer of dust yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 
Uh, so I go down and uh, and I get in a groove. And, and the cool thing is, like like I said, I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Now I'll get in a groove by myself, and I have a track going, which is the the drums, and maybe I already recorded the bass line. So I'll be jamming with myself, mm -hmm. right? And um, you know, after a, a week, a month, it evolves into something where I yeah. can share with. Um, like I have a, a couple of guys that um, that help me with uh, production, like Scott Glorioso, who also live in Littleton. He's the other guy in Jack Pro's band, mm -hmm. so he does a lot of the singing because I'm a horrible singer. <laughs> so I'll sing, yeah. and you know, get uh, I know the melody I want, right? And I have the vision. Yeah. I put it out there, and then Scott says, "You are horrible. How could <laughs> you know?" And then he redoes it. Yeah. And he is amazing. Well, you know, at least you gave him some roadmap to go with yeah. of what was in your brain, right? Exactly. I, yeah. To me, is it would be the same way for me as you hand me a bass. Um, I might be able to get you something of what I was thinking, but that's as far as that's going, and, and you're going to have to make some pretty big leaps. So yeah. so when when you kind of hand it off to him, does he always give back what you had in your head, or does you know is it still an interpretation for him? Uh, it. It takes a while. Mm -hmm. So um, after working with him now, it's been, I think, three years. Um, there's, there's give and take. We both have trust in each other that, um, you know, for me, a lot of times it's, I want more distortion. It's got to be more distorted. It's got to be loud and angry. Sure. And we need more cowbell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it, he is um, he's more mature and more refined. Not, I don't mean older, yeah, but right, a more right. mature musician. Mm -hmm. He's been doing production for a long time. Ah, okay. Okay. So he'll be like, no, you need to clean that out and you need to pan it on both sides. And you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I'll be like, all right, I guess. Yeah. I listen to it. And sometimes I'm like, man, you're a genius. And sometimes I'm like, sounds good, but I need more distortion. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, so over the years, we've kind of, uh, you know, we have that trust in each other. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's give and take, and yeah. I think what what comes out is is usually as good or better than I had thought it would be. Cool. Um, so yeah, he he's been he's been awesome. So um, and I've been enjoying the uh, the catalog uh, that you guys have built up for sure. Um, so we we played um, some of what you had let me know as some of your influences, and I know uh, as soon as the the opening riffs, uh, you know, uh, you know came down for a photograph uh you were you were immediately there you were oh, immediately yeah. oh, there oh no it was it was like he, it, yeah. the the back snapped straight yeah. in the chair yeah. and and i believe that the uh that the horns came up <laughs> uh so you knew that there was an influence there yeah. there's no question yeah no so are or, you or a, at least a huge fan so so the you know that was obviously a guitar driven band now did you know, some some people have Steve Clark speaks to them. Some have the the shirtless wonder Phil Cullen speak to them, right? With butter all over his body. <laughs> oh, He's please no! Amazing. <laughs> why amazing did you, Why did you make me? Why did you bring that back again? Oh, good lord! Um, so, where were you on on that on that uh, spance, or were you uh, more of and the name escapes me right now? The bass player, who's never been afraid of plastic surgery, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I I don't. There's not one person in the band yeah. for me. Um, I, I've learned over the years that the production of Def Leppard is uh -huh. really what made them um, amazing. So you're a Mutt Lang fan. Yeah, I mean that that album yeah. is um, the production on that album and all the songs on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
Uh, Bring It On The Heartbreak is my favorite Def Leppard song, and it's not on that album, but that Agreed. album, yeah. I think, yeah. is one of the most amazingly produced, and for me, that was kind of a life-changing album, right? Like, mm -hmm. think back to 1980, whatever it was. There was 81, 82, yeah. Was yeah, it was early. Nothing. Yeah. It was early. Like that. Yeah, I no. mean, right? you, you still and it was on the charts for... Ever. You, you still had a ton of disco that was still being played on, on Top 40 at that yeah. point, and all of a sudden, that breaks through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, uh, Pyromania, I think, changed my life, and it, and it made me want to learn guitar. That, that when um, Photograph mm -hmm. was one of the first songs I ever learned. So I, I guess, uh, is that, that's Steve Clark, right? Or is that Phil Collin? I can't remember. Well, they're, I mean, they're both on it, but I think, I think Steve plays the riff yeah, on that yeah. one. Yeah. So when that, I mean, that riff mm -hmm. is, it should make anyone's back straight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great riff. Let's put it this way. Is there anybody out there listening who hears the first three notes of that riff and mm -hmm. does not know what it is? Right. Okay. Um, I would be shocked if you're listening to this show and wouldn't know that. Yeah. I am yeah. not, you know, Def Leppard was never high on my list growing up. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this, you give me two notes three tops and I can tell you exactly where where you are with mm -hmm. that and what song that is. Yeah. Why? Because it is unique and it is powerful. So what what about it really, you know, kind of caught your ear and, and inspired you to pick up the guitar and really learn it? It was rock and roll. Yep. And it it was it was new. It, it was like a new sound, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, um hair bands weren't really yeah. No, it was no, 83. It was, it was that was early. early. That yeah. was early. I mean, uh, I mean, Blondie was just coming into, you know, her big side of things. If you look yeah. at it, I mean, we were listening Love to Aerosmith still. And oh yeah, Aerosmith was getting old, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, so they were they were, they were pretty much on heroin at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were listening to Ozzy, you know, mm -hmm. and and Sabbath, but they were kind of in almost in a different genre. But when yep. Def Leppard came out, it was like it was on the pop charts. Yep. And it was rock, and mm -hmm. it was it was groundbreaking. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and, and you know what it is? That's, that's one of those, you know, on, uh, it made, it didn't take long for it to make heavy rotation on hit radio. I was going to say, and girls liked it. Yeah. <laughs> See, and that's where you get it. And, and, and you know, you, you get this is the, the, that's right, everybody. You're going to hear Def Leppard this hour. You're going to hear it next hour. You'll hear it the hour after that. Maybe we'll play it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that was what happened with it. And there was a reason for that was because people wanted to hear it. They wanted to turn on their stereo and flip one of their six presets and find it at that moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they did a, the, the, the hit radio stations did a damn good job, and even the rock radio stations did a damn good job of making sure that the listener got what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I can see that because it was definitely something on the early side of that type of change in rock from the arena band who, that they ended up becoming, mm -hmm. but just with a very different sound. Yeah, it was, it was new, right? I, I mean, mm -hmm. I have a confession. My, my wife and I are huge Stuff Leopard fans, and okay. we joined the Rock and Roll um, Hall of Fame and went to Brooklyn a few years ago to Kay. Oh, for their induction? Uh, get up inducted. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that was the year. It was at least at least it was Brooklyn. You didn't have to go to Cleveland. No. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. That's great. Nice. Yeah. So we're we're Leds up on geeks. Very cool. Very I cool. I mean, sorry, uh, Def Leppard geeks. Leds up on two. Yeah. But yeah. so okay. All right. So um, I mean, Adrian uh, Adrian Campbell. Vandenberg. Adrian, oh, Adrian Vandenberg has been in that band now longer than 
Steve Clark was in that band, right? I uh, think I mean, you're Clark, right. Clark only no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wrong. Adrian Vandenberg is the... Uh, he's a guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was... I don't know. That, there, there have been some personnel changes. Uh, well, no, but band. really, only, yeah. only the one. Well, yeah. You have to die to get out of that band, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, hell, you lose an arm, you're not even yeah, out. He tried exactly. to kill Rick Allen, but yeah. only got his arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You lose an arm, you're not even out. Yeah, I mean that. Would, I mean that band is the definition of um, perseverance, really. Um, when you think yeah. about it, and and they took that that working class, that British working class attitude into the studio because Mutt Lang has killed other bands for what he put those guys through i mean you know if, if you've ever seen you know some of the behind the scenes stuff with you know joe elliott telling talking about how many times that mutt had him go back and re-sing lines yeah. yep. it's um it's it's an amazing amazing process uh, to 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 uh, behold so you're listening to the first wave here on wave radio boston uh we're here with josh prost yeah, I got it right. Prost like toast. <laughs> Prost like toast. Uh, if you'd like to chime in on the listener line, that's a phone call. For those of you who, you know, sometimes that's difficult. Mm-hmm. 617-829-9283. Don't forget, you can throw us a text. 617-764-9283. It doesn't matter what it is. We're pretty sure Josh will interact and give you the honest, 100% honest answer. So, so... Def Leppard really got you into playing guitar. So how did, you know, a lot of guys start playing guitar, but how did that actually leapfrog into, hey, I want to be in, I want to start a band, I want to be in bands? It had to do with a chick, didn't it? <laughs> it had to do with doesn't many, it always? many chicks. Yeah, doesn't it always? So, but, but none of them like me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, that's why you go ahead and do the band, right? Yeah, it was, it was college. Uh, and uh, my buddy, Dave Fowler, who's also, he's a musician in Connecticut right now. He's in a band. Um, we, I used to play guitar, and I wasn't really that good, but I was just strumming around. In the in one of the uh, halls in, in uh, the dormitory. Okay. And uh, so I would play, and then he came down freshman year. I didn't even know him, and I was playing like you two running to stand still or something like that. And mm-hmm. he started yeah. singing, and I was like, "Man, you got a good voice." And he's like, and "So we talked about all the things, all the uh, songs we know, and ended up playing." So Friday night, we're like, "All right, let's go in there and we'll play, and and maybe you know, open mic, like an open mic thing. Pretty or? much, yeah. Yeah, so, nice. And he he wasn't shy." Mm-hmm. So I that started playing guitar. Yeah, and he that helps as a front man. <laughs> yeah, and he's a good looking dude. So uh, and a, and he's a front man, good looking dude, singer, great voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm playing and he's singing. And before you know it, every Friday night we'd be playing in the dorm, and we'd be packing the place. Nice. Really? You know, it, it was crazy. So um, at the end of freshman year, he's like, "Dude, you got to teach me how to play guitar." So I'm like, "All right, it's cool." He gets a guitar. Uh, sophomore year, we uh, we decide to room together. Over the summer, he learns guitar, and he's he becomes awesome. <laughs> oh, in no. Like, in Fucking like savant, months, right? He becomes yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. savant. And great, like, great, great. Thanks. Yeah. Why so, am I here? <laughs> and, we, and we have another buddy who's a drummer, so we're like, we get in a room, and I'm like, I guess I'm going to take one for the band and, and learn the bass. Yeah, okay. So that's what I did, and then I realized that that's really... My calling. Yep. Ah, okay. So, so when, you, when you're writing a song, do you first see the C clef or do you first see the G clef? 
no or, or or is there no clef involved? No it's clef. just the feel. It's it's a it's a feel. It's a it's a melody. And and I know that you had mentioned earlier that that you it seems like the bass line's usually what grabs you. Yeah. Is obviously you've been writing songs for a long time, probably before you picked even picked up a bass, right? Uh, when did it change for you? Uh, to to in that hearing did you even recognize that you heard the baseline first sometimes when when you had an idea yeah that's a good question um so my music the writing of my music has kind of exploded in the past i would say 5 years okay okay um before I would write songs when I went to the studio with my band. I got oh, you. Okay. I got you. So, so it wasn't uh, this creative overload that was out there. It was okay. I got to write a song. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're here. We got to write. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get exactly. To it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, "Oh, that sounds cool. Maybe I'll remember that." And I don't. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, I would say maybe five years ago, um, I would start waking up in the middle of the night with with a baseline in my head, yeah. and I'd be jamming it in my uh -huh. head, tap on my foot. My wife would kick me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, I gotta, at first I'd be like, oh, unless this you're is having, awesome. Unless, I'm gonna remember this. Unless you're having a stroke, can you please <laughs> yeah, stop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, this is awesome. I'm gonna remember this because it's so awesome. Right. And 50 times I would forget. Uh, oh. And I'd mm -hmm. be like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I got the, uh, the software and uh, I, you know, put it on in my, uh, in my studio down the basement. And now, when I well start starting then, I would get it in my head mm -hmm. and I'd be like shit, <laughs> and I go I downstairs go. <laughs> at f four a.m. Yeah. and I'd and I'd lay it down, and I have like almost a hundred songs. Oh wow! Now and I, I would say thirty of them are done and you know fifteen are produced, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a whole bunch more that just need some love. So do you cool. remember do you remember one of the bass lines that you woke up with that you were like okay I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this but here's a bass line do yeah. you remember any of that and 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 if you do one in particular maybe a couple uh and and could you play a little bit of it even though it's on an acoustic yeah yeah um That's um, uh, what do you call that? The scapegoat, and that's only on my um, uh, what do you call it? My SoundCloud. Um, ah, it it's very simple. So that's the part that you woke up to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It took just that easy, simple, nothing, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but you put it in the uh, in, you know record that part. You put all the effects in. You mm -hmm. do the change. You do yep. the bridge. You do the chorus. You do the verse. All of a sudden, you get excited about it because it's like, okay, I've got this mm -hmm. little seed yep. that started from and I something very it, basic. I know what I want it to become. Yep. And um, so the drummer that I use is a um, is a drummer in Nashville. Uh, his name is Tom Dupree the Third. He's a, he's actually the the drummer for Train. Oh yeah. Train. Yeah. He he does he tours he's not the studio. Okay. Guy. So he's the touring drummer for for yeah. uh for for Pat Moynihan and, and the band. Yeah. So That's great. Yeah, he's he's amazing. Yeah. And he's he's doing a whole bunch of other stuff now. You oh, can cool. find him 
find him anywhere. He's a great guy. Yeah. So what I do is I get my, um, you know, get get it almost production ready. Yeah. Yep. And I go to Tom, and he's my studio drummer, and I'm like, wow. this is what I want. This is this is what I'm thinking, but I want you to do it your way. Yeah. Right, yep. right, right, yep. your feel. And yeah. he gives me, like, three takes of his, the way he would do it, and mm-hmm. he's so freaking awesome. So... And I just add that, and then um, wow. and then uh, Scott will take my strings and mm-hmm. he'll sing over it, and it becomes yeah. something, you know, better than. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I know when we talked, and I and it it certainly got borne out. I think it um I I really heard it in sigh. I think yeah. Um, you talk about really not playing a you know the plunk 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 bass line right yeah. that you more play the melody with the bass. Now, yeah. how did you, it, is this just the transition from guitar player to bass player that just came naturally or is it something that you worked on over time? It's, it's me. Okay. Uh, so, as a musician, um, it's just me as a musician, right? So, mm-hmm. um, when I hear the melody in my head, I know what I want the guitar to be and I know what I want the bass to be. But it all has to come together, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear that thing that's... Yeah. I hear the togetherness yep. of it. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's either one. Okay. Really. Uh, but size is a good, a good other one that, um, you know, I woke up with in my head. Mm-hmm. And at first... At first it was, um, it was a guitar. Okay. Um, and I didn't know it was the bass. Uh, <laughs> so... I couldn't figure out what the bass line was and I'm trying to play it and I'm like, uh-huh. there's so much going. And I'm like, okay, that's the guitar part. It's a pretty cool guitar riff. Yeah. And God, there's some Clapton influence to that. <laughs> <laughs> you fell asleep listening to Clapton, I'm pretty sure. Uh, many times. And uh, I couldn't figure out what the bass line should mm-hmm. be. So I ended up playing the bass line and then I played the bass line with distortion. And I was like, whoa, uh-huh. there it is. Uh-huh. And then, um, so that, that it just came out that that actually was the bass line. Um, and then, so I was like, oh, now I got to completely change the guitar to it. So, right, right. And I knew I wanted it to be more kind of Chili Peppers feeling. So I... Kind of messing that one up, <laughs> uh, but Very we're gonna cool. hear we're gonna hear it. On we the, are uh, we're gonna hear the studio version of it. So um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? Um, we'll listen to some more um, some some more artists that uh, in in their roundabout way have uh, influenced Josh over time, and then uh, we'll be back to hear the actual studio uh, cuts from the band. And then you'll, we'll have opportunity to set up each, each song, talk about each song, play the song, and then and go on to the next one. Sound good? All right, cool. Nice. Let's, uh, let's uh, let Kevin Cronin do a little crooning with his band, Ario.
Son and Holy the phone uh victim of circumstance welcome to the first wave how are you hey what's going on how you doing thank you for having us oh we thank you for joining us and thank you for being our may artist of the month we want to welcome uh lead singer bass player of our april artist of the month the dolly rots kelly ogden thanks for joining us kelly Thank you for having me. None other than Robbie Wolfson from Ripe. Robbie, thank you very much for joining the program. Hey, Robbie, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Uh, we are very, very happy 
to welcome to Wave Radio Boston, Mike Fitz from our Artist of the Month, Bad Marriage. Mike, thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me.
All right, you're listening to the Fresh Wave on Wave Radio Boston. That was Klaus Maynard and the Scorpions. No one like you. Before that, we heard the amazing voice of Marcus King and The Well. And at the top of that set, we had the old classic Ario Speedwagon riding the storm out. Wave Radio Boston is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week at WRBRocks.com. Just go to the Listen link for our live programming and streaming show replays, as well as our on-demand podcasts of previous shows. Our live stream is also available through Live 365, both on their app as well as through their smart speaker interfaces. On-demand podcasts, this is important, yes. on-demand podcasts are available anytime on the Anchor FM app. Go to WRBRocks.com for everything Wave Radio Boston. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. All right. So we are sitting here with uh, Josh Prost from the Jack Prost Band. So, Josh, why is it Josh from the Jack Band? Yeah, everybody needs Josh to know. Josh from the Josh Band. Like three people call me Jack. <laughs> And it sounds better than Josh. Ah, okay. All right. And all my, right. my son's name is Jack, so I felt oh, pretty cool. cool. Oh, That's cool. Right. Yeah. That's cool. cool. Yeah, but Jack Prost sounds more like a, a stage name. Josh Prost just sounds like a dude from Littleton. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing wrong with the dude from Littleton, <laughs> believe me. I but think, I, but think, I get it. I think Josh Homme would uh, disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Jack is just a, a, a more strong name okay I think. sure yeah, i get it i, like I get it Nom i get it nothing plume. wrong with a stage name yeah yeah so if someone called me that before i can say it. hell one I, of my I, nicknames. I i'm yeah. john i'm john anthony here and anthony ain't my last name there you uh, go. it's it, i like it because it works it's actually my middle name mm-hmm. uh but it's a lot better my last name's rough so it's yeah, it is what it is <laughs> nice all right, so uh, we've been talking to Josh about uh, his musical influences and you know how he how he sees music and you know that's really all leading to let's hear some of the music. Yeah, right? for the love of God, everybody's like, all right, enough. <laughs> so um, we're gonna play um, Psy first, and I, as I mentioned, um, one of the things that jumped out to me was you know when you sent me the email about you know kind of you and how you approach things. You said, you know, I I play the bass melodically and. Certainly, I heard that jump off the page in Psy. Um, so, tell us a little bit about Psy, how it came to be, what you know we, we should be listening for when we're, when we're listening to this one. So, Psy came to me at 4 a.m. one night a couple of years ago, uh, and I started playing it on guitar because uh, it just a lot of times you hear a melody mm-hmm. and it's just it's just notes, right? And yeah. so it takes a while to figure out. Um, you know, in uh, what octave it's in, what mm-hmm. instrument is, how fast, you know, do you let the notes ring and all that. So I just spent a lot of time in it. First, it was, it was on a guitar, um, and I laid it down and I laid the the drums down, and I'm like, all right, this is new. I usually do the bass first. Mm-hmm. I, I got my bass, and I just couldn't figure out what the bass line was going to be. Okay. So um, you know, weeks. Weeks yeah. and weeks. Yeah. Um, finally, this I one wasn't my base. This one wasn't written in twenty minutes, huh? Oh God, no. no. <laughs> and so I I pulled out the bass and I just played the same thing that I was playing on guitar on the bass. Mm-hmm. It's just because I'm like, all right, let's see what this sounds like. Mm-hmm. And it, I ended up liking it and um, adding some effects to it, and mm-hmm. it really kind of transformed the sound. And I realized that this is actually a bass line. It's not a guitar line. Right. Uh, ah. Which made me 
um, you know, change the whole guitar part. Sure. Um, but after now that it's produced and, um, you know, Scott's singing it and he, um, you know, did all the production work and it sounds like I hoped it would sound. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how the, the bass came mm -hmm. accidentally after. <laughs> yeah. I right. thought it was the melody. It's actually <laughs> yeah. the bass. Yeah. So, all right. So let's check, let's check out Psy. Uh, and uh, we'll be back on the other side to talk about some of uh, the other songs. Here we go. Sigh.
right? That sigh from the Jack Prost band. Um, so, uh, like I was saying about that, that, that bass line definitely jumps out. So I understand now that, it, you know, having it be the guitar line at one point, it, that's why it just jumps all, uh, you know, out of that track. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very Thank cool. You. Behind the music. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> like, like way deep behind the music, uh, which is really cool. I you know, it's, it's, it's one where, you know, I, I played some saxophone when I was younger. I wish I'd stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's not much musical talent on this side of the room. <laughs> no. So uh, in listening to how the music is developed yeah. is fascinating. Yeah, it's really it's cool a, stuff. It's the journey is, is the best part. Like, I yeah. love sitting, sitting in that chair with... I have eight different instruments, eight different stringed instruments, mm-hmm. and every single one of them has a different meaning and a different use, right? Yeah. My baritone is like... is got a different string it's tuned in between mm-hmm. the bass and guitar yep. right. i have a five string bass for the hardcore stuff that i want to do, do you have a mandolin uh i don't have a mandolin. ah see uh, there there's your next one gonna, yeah gotta be nine, nine. Gotta that'll be, be nine. nine yeah <laughs> yeah i have uh two gibson sgs one's tuned oh, in nice. a drop d one's yep. tuned in a drop c mm-hmm. ah. um my my gnl which is my pride and joy yes. is, yep. is uh standard tuning okay well, it has to be because that's that's what you love, right? Yeah. Well, I like the drop D. Ah, um, like okay, drop D. okay. It's, Recently, it's um, mean. Yeah, and the, well, and I well, like you the baritone too. Which Co- is, COVID brings out the drop D in everybody, right? Yeah, totally. But they all like the the journey and having all these different instruments tuned in a different way, so I can get different sounds out of them and get different emotions out of them. Mm-hmm. Sure, is so awesome to just like choose one and know that I'm angry given my freaking baritone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or, yep. You know, I want to yep. play something nice, so get get, yeah. get an acoustic or just standard tuning or something. Yep. And sitting in there and trying to figure that out, like you were just saying, putting it all together and determining wh- which instrument and which key, and mm-hmm. that is just so fun and so fulfilling to, to finish a, a song and you know, with all those little pieces, it's it's really cool. See, now that's a real songwriter. Yeah, you know, for sure. there there are people who who write really great songs, mm-hmm. but they may not love the process. Yeah, uh, we we've spoken with sure, some sure. that I think yeah. that didn't necessarily love the process. Mm-hmm. It seems like you love the process. Uh, totally. Josh. Yeah. Uh, that's how long how long after everything shut down. Did it did it take for you to get that love of the process back after the shock? Uh, it's like dropping yourself into a, into a, a, a an ice bath. How long did it take for you to be able to get back to that love of the process? It, it didn't it didn't affect the love of the process. It just um, it threw like a little noogie. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Best line of the night. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, um, it was and, like, and very descriptive, and if, yeah. if, if if there's anybody who's out there that's listening who did not feel that viscerally, <laughs> yes. uh, I'd be shocked. Like yeah. a purple, so, purple nurple. Yes. <laughs> so nice job. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so, like a few, I mean, I don't think it, it stopped anything, but um, what happened was I, I was getting anxious, just mm-hmm. like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? How long is this going to last? Yeah. If I go outside, am I going to catch something and throw up and die yeah. on the steps coming back in? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Um, I wrote a song called Wearing Thin. Um, actually, I wrote a whole, like, three or four songs that are based on the feeling of being cramped up and mm-hmm. the feelings that COVID, Wearing Thin is one of them that I wrote yep. with um, with Sean Valley, who 
is a, a musician, the lead singer in my band, Octavate. Okay. Um, and he, he took the vocals to another level. You know, same thing. Mm -hmm. I sang it. It sucked. He ripped it. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it, it's really about, um, you know, when is this going to end? Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I can't get out. I feel like I'm locked in here. Okay. Um, so it, it, didn't, it didn't take any time to get back into it. It just changed the tone. Okay. Right. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I think we've talk, we talked to a lot of people, and I think the prevailing you know, um, feeling is that people are going to come out of this, and there's going to be a ton of angry music. Uh, initially, that's probably going to come out, and then there's going to be a ton of ha really, 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 really happy music that comes out of this. And, and you know, Pete, the way that I look at that is, yeah. I don't care what it is, as long as I can see it live, mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Well, uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, there are a hell of a lot of venues that you may have right. played at that aren't going to be there anymore, mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to create a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. But, uh, but what we've been saying all along is the last time this happened, right, was, um, you know, the Spanish flu mm -hmm. of uh, the early, you know, 1918, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? What immediately followed that? The Roaring Twenties. That's yep, right. Absolutely. So buckle your safety belts. It's going to be and you know fantastic what is, once this thing opens back grab up. Your grab your favorite flapper. <laughs> yes. And yes. just get right to town in the, right. in the early uh, 2020s. Yeah. yeah Charleston, Charleston some shit up. Yes. All right. Um, so the next one we're going to listen to is My Way. Tell us a little bit about uh, some, some insight on this one. Yeah, this one has a, a slightly uh, political um, undertone. Okay. Um, this one, and it's also about being proactive, right? Ah. So um, my way itself is about, uh, th and this is actually the first song that I finished on the Jack Rose Band album, My mm -hmm. Way. And then, oh, great. Um, and my way means um, I am not going to wait for you punks anymore. Like mm -hmm. all the people that I that I wanted to get together with and play with and practice with and right. ask to help me write the song and maybe do a little guitar for me yep. or whatever. I just waited and waited and waited and thought that they were going to, you know, come out and help mm -hmm. and be as passionate about it as me. Yeah. But, you know, they there are different points in their lives and it just just didn't right. happen like that. And you know, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm doing this my way. I'm going to do the guitar myself, the bass mm -hmm. myself. I'll write the drums and have someone else do it and I'll even sing it myself, and that was like maybe the worst uh, <laughs> uh, decision. All right, yeah, uh, I was gonna say the rest yeah. of the decisions might have been good. That one not so good for you. Is that how you're looking at it? So that's what my way means. But um, then it, it kind of transformed into something a little more with being proactive, right? So right. some of the some of the lyrics in here um, are like, uh, "I see you pointing your finger at me. Must be easy judging actions with your lazy hands free." Mm -hmm. All the people who are picket lining outside and pointing at the person who the media says is is guilty. Mm -hmm. Go get a job mm -hmm. or go to your job. Yeah. And stop pointing your fingers at people who you don't even know if they're guilty or not. Like, you right. know, like um so that that's one piece of it. And the the other piece of it is um I say um how can you fix the problem if you're down on one knee? Okay. So I don't, I, I, uh, I'm not a very political person, yeah. but okay. my belief is I get it if you want to um, show, um, uh, bring awareness to all the shitty things that are happening, right? Mm -hmm. 
and the people who are kneeling down, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it, I know what you're doing. You're trying to bring awareness. Right. But my own personal belief mm-hmm. is I agree with the what you're angry at, mm-hmm. but getting down on your knee and pointing to it like the rest of the millennials are doing, yeah. just saying, hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. Get off of your knees. Okay. Stand up. Stand up and do something about it. Okay. Right? Let's all do something together about it. Sure. Because if you're down on one knee, you can't walk. You can't make any progress. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. That's sure. my interpretation of it. So all right. I, I'm with them, but yeah, I no, want, no, no, I want no, to wait. grab them mm-hmm. by the hand and be like, okay, we all hear you. Yeah. Now let's go do something. Well, that's, yeah, that's the problem. What's next? Right? Yeah, what's next? Right. And, and so, so what's next is we get to hear the actual song. That's right. Inspired by what we just heard from Josh. All right. The next one from the Jack Prost band, My Way.
uh, that's my way from the Jack Prost band. That's a little angrier. It's that's angry. a little angrier. Yeah, I, I, we were just talking. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not a political guy, but I'm right in the middle. And it's uh-huh. my anger at the far left and at the far right. So yeah. there's a lot of anger. <laughs> there's know, a lot to go cause, around. Because there ain't much right in the middle anymore. Not, yeah. I'm right in the middle. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really hey, tough. There's, there's a Steelers wheel song about that. Mm. Oh, yeah? Stuck in the middle with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, so you mentioned, you know, the, the lyrics and stuff now. You know, with, with Scott singing uh, a lot of these songs, uh, all of them? A lot of them. Uh, he sings most of them. Okay. Uh, Powerful voice. I sing. Yeah, he's great. Um, I sing backup on a lot of them, and mm-hmm. I sing lead on a few of them. Yep. So when, yeah, I mean, obviously you're the main architect of most of the songs. Do you come to the hymn with a full, you know, raft of lyrics and say, "Sing this yep. this way"? Yeah. 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 And he walk uh, this way. He most of the time he does it very similar to the way I've done it. Um, and when he brings his changes in, they're always good. Okay. Yeah. So, so is it is it more the presentation of the lyric that he changes rather than the lyric itself? It's the note. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. mostly the note. Uh, like I just missed the note, and he's like, "You didn't mean to sing a D. You meant to sing <laughs> a C sharp." And I'd God be like, damn it! <laughs> if you say so. Okay. It sounded cool to me, but I thought it was attention. All That's right. what music musicians say. It's attention when it's a a, mm-hmm. a note that's not really in the scale. Right. Uh, right. You know? Right. Like, um, yeah, it's my way of just saying uh, that's what I meant to do. But <laughs> it was just me not doing. Yeah, that. I'm gonna sing a B tr- B sharp on this one. Yeah. No. It's mm. it's so he'll he'll correct. All my mistakes, yeah, and he'll he'll be like, "Hey, why don't you try it this way instead?" And he'll, you know, he'll propose a couple different changes, and mm-hmm. you know, some some we agree are better, some we agree yeah. aren't, and yeah. the finished product is what you hear. It, yeah, it, it's the the working through things is. Do you enjoy that process? Is when you come up with what's in your head, and you have to convey that to others within the band. Uh, do you? generally appreciate that process or is it freaking infuriating it's it's uh definitely infuriating okay sometimes. and you know what see there's honesty folks yeah, right uh yeah. here on the first wave of wave radio boston there's honesty from josh <laughs> yes uh but i'll tell you the truth it, uh if it's really hard to work with other musicians who don't accept collaboration yes ah sure and i know that um and unless I feel strongly about how something should be, mm-hmm. um, if I sense that the other person feels more strongly than I do, yeah, I get it. And mm-hmm. you know, this is our this is our song. Yeah, yeah. and you right. know, it, it, and that's 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 a great musician who is just looking to hone the craft of sure. what is put out there, mm-hmm. which. A lot of times you don't see that because there's always some kind of ego going on behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. And it seems like you don't have that kind of an ego. We all have an ego. It, it, it's a, According to psychologists, we all have an ego. But it doesn't seem like you have that musically with, with things. Is hey, here's what I came up with. Can anybody else do any better? Is that how you feel about that? Is, is you yeah. may have a, and sometimes you may have a really strong direction, but how often is it that way for you where you have a really strong direction of what you're seeing versus the, anybody got anything else? Yeah, I, for me, it's getting worse. 
as I'm getting um, more mature as a musician, better at bass or guitar, mm -hmm. better mm -hmm. at songwriting, um, it's getting worse because I'm like, no, this is the way yeah. it's got to be. Yep. Wow. Where before, you know, years ago, I'd be like, you know, I have this loose kind of thought of how it should be and the yeah. other person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot more solid and, and baked. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot harder to give up my creative uh, um, expression and, sure. you know, and that makes sense. It yeah. does make sense. Because you have a fuller, a fuller baked picture when you bring it to yeah. the rest of the band. Yeah. And, yeah. and I feel like it's going to, as long as I continue to do this, it'll probably continue mm -hmm. to get worse. Yeah. But if I continue playing with these people that I trust and I find new people that I trust, um, then that makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. No, that makes sense. And, and it, I, it might it, we we've had one other really like as as I stepped away of that was the most honest interview we've ever had. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a contender. Sure. Uh, and, sure. And Pete knows who the first one is. Yep. Um, so we're talking to uh, Josh Prost from the Jack Prost Band. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you on the uh, listener line, 617-829-9283. Our listeners talk are very to him. shy. <laughs> yep. If you want to, even if you want to just say hi and that you're loving the music, we, I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Uh, similarly, on the text line, 617-764-9283. All right, um, so the next one that we're going to hear is called Unqualified. Um, you said there's a funny story behind this one, I think? Yeah, so um, Unqualified is... Uh, so this is another one that I, I woke up with uh, okay. in the middle of the night. One but, of your nocturnal emissions, your yeah, nocturnal yeah, musical yeah, yeah, emissions. Yeah. Speaking of uh, BCN, yes. but the, uh, as we had in the off-air uh, off show. Yeah, the, the funny thing with this one is the only one that it, it was the vocal... This is the only song that ever came to me in a vocal line oh, first. and the lyrics. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, because I was thinking about what do I have to do to be like Kurt Cobain and Chris Cornell and get famous and rich like them? Heroin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is the <laughs> and answer. And there's the answer. That's the answer. What's the, what's the common denominator? I have heroin. What, what is the difference between... Yeah. Um, well, not really the difference between, but, yeah. Yeah. but in my head, my mm -hmm. dream was like... If, if I want to be this rock star, uh -huh. I need to start doing drugs, yeah. doing heroin, yeah. drinking my yeah. face off. Yeah. Now, right? you, you didn't then, share this with your wife, did you? Uh, she knows the story. Ah, uh, yeah. damn it. Yeah, she kicked me out of bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you're flat, <laughs> flat on your back on the floor real yeah. fast. Yeah. So, so this song is a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an ironic, no, not ironic. I, don't, I can't think of the word, but um, it's saying... I'm sorry, I'm unqualified. Yeah. I'll never be the yeah. the heroin, you know, loving um, rock and roll yeah. god that all of yes. you expect. Yes, in you don't a have rock that, and roll star. You so, don't have that deep hole that uh, you have to yeah. pour stuff into. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'll never, I'll never be, I'll never make it because yeah. I'm unqualified. Yes. Nice. that's what the song. Is that's that's what you get for being well adjusted. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. I don't want people to think I'm a hypocrite because I do drink and yeah. you know yeah, I, I yeah, have yeah, fun. Yeah, but sure. But there's a difference between getting that deep into the hole. Totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. Like there's another song I just wrote about getting drunk. Mm -hmm. So people are gonna be like, "Who oh, that guy's a hypocrite?" But <laughs> no, no, it's no. really it's really about taking it to the next level, and right. I'll never be that. And right. So, so that's what this song. Is. Oh, all right, I like it. I like that. Oh, yeah. that's that's pretty cool. All right, so let's uh, let's take a listen to Unqualified. 
I love that crunchy guitar sound on yeah. that, that one. That's that's really cool. A little crackly, a little crunchy. Yeah, that's unqualified from the Jack Prost band. Uh, we're getting some love on the text line uh, from a certain uh, person. It says, hi, Josh is my brother. Hi, bro. <laughs> Great show. Love your sis, Alana. Yeah. She's she's a musician as well. She's wow, a very great, cool. Great singer. Nice. I remember in high school, uh, we both went to North Middlesex right down yep. the street. Yep. yep. And they did this thing called Top Forty. Okay. And um, she did Hands in My Pocket by Oh yeah, Alana Morissette. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's a, that's not the easiest song to sing. She ripped it. Oh, nice. And I, I, we've always had a great relationship, and um, I I had like four of my friends with me, and we were like, yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear that now, I I think of her. And she, That's and great. Actually, we we just did um, uh, we played in your eyes at a oh, at a um, like a, an acoustic version of mm. it. Yep. Yeah, couple. like Jeffrey Gaines's version. That's of, exactly yep, yes. We go. used to do that. Not many people know that. I love yeah. that version of that song. Yeah. I, uh, Peter Gabriel's is freaking amazing, but Jeffrey Gaines. Yeah. And it, the the guitar in that is insane. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to play, but I'm just trying to figure yeah, out where it was. But a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah my sister's, um, she she ripped it, and uh, so, so we have a, a it, musical it, relationship almost. It, it, so mm. please bring her in, because both of those songs would be really cool to hear here uh, on, uh, on our show here on Wave Radio Boston, The That's First right. Wave. And uh, Becca is uh, checking in, ah. Becca Lee. She says, great tunes, enjoying the interview. Welcome to Wave Radio Boston, Josh. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, so, Becca. Yeah, he's keeping your sheet warm, Beck. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep, yep. It's, uh, it, yep. It, 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 She's never had a guitar in that seat, let's no, just say that. No, this yeah. is the first time for a guitar in that seat. Yes, yes. So he's keeping it warm for you. <laughs> very good very good oh she's laughing her ass off right now yes. i can tell you she is uh so i uh, love the uh guitar sound in that in un- unqualified now where did that that come from so that that um in the middle of the night i heard someone screaming at me you got to be famous how are you going to be famous uh-huh. the only, and uh, and what came to me was i need to do heroin mm-hmm. um and do drugs and yeah. be an alcoholic. So I have these horrible stories to talk about. <laughs> and so I fit in with yeah. all the other mm-hmm. awesome people yeah. like yeah. Jimi yeah. Hendrix, yeah. Hendrix and, and, and Kurt uh, Cobain. Jim Morrison. And, that, and, and that's, how, Morrison. that's how their yeah, emotions that's the sound. the only way that I'm yeah. ever going to make it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm, I'm unqualified. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm unqualified. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the other thing too, is the music industry is very different than those people that we just mentioned right. at this point. So uh, you can't replicate that anyway mm-hmm. because it is a very different world even within the last five to ten years. That's mm-hmm. for sure. All right, so um, we got one more that we're going to do. Um, um, this is this one's Get to Higher Ground. Now, you, I know that this you guys put quite a bit of time and effort into. You, you did a video around it, which is great, great video, you know, nice, not-so-subtle messaging in it. That mm-hmm. was very good. Um, so tell us a little bit about Get to Higher Ground. So this, uh, this baseline is... Um, I, I wrote this bass line a long time ago, probably like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was just a bass line, and I love playing it. I love hearing it. It's just mm-hmm. my own personal love. Yeah. And um, wrote the guitar to it just only recently, probably like five years ago. Sure. Um, and, but I couldn't figure out how to sing it, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't figure out what it was about. It was just an instrumental for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, I sit down with my lyric book, you know, every week, every weekend, and just try to find time and write something. Um, Andrew Yang, you know who Andrew Yang is? No. Um, mm. He not ran me. for. Oh, um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. I was uh, thinking music, now. not politician. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, one of the debates uh, for mm-hmm. the Democratic yep. president, yep. We were, they were talking about climate change. Yep. I'm very passionate about climate change and sure. I believe that it's real mm-hmm. um, and that we, we need to do something about for it. Sure. And, yeah. um, but it's, it's 
so what Andrew Yang said in this debate blew my mind. Yeah. They were talking about, right. everyone is talking about, oh, what are we going to do? What can we do to slow it down? And, mm -hmm. and, and he is the only person who had the balls yep. to say, slow it down. You guys, it's too fucking late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yep. too late. Yeah. We and, need and to figure out how to get to high ground. Yeah. Right. He actually said that. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, 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 you got a higher ground reference, which is one of the best songs ever written. Yeah, right. <laughs> on top of anything else, right? Mm -hmm. So now, now you got that going for you, yeah. which yeah. is nice. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not a lot of oceanfront property in Andrew Young's portfolio. I'm no. Thinking. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. He, no. But that just blew me away. That oh, he, sure. He, Honesty. That we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, but here's the other problem that to go along with that, which I think he was emphasizing is is we can talk about what's happening here in the United States, but that's a very tiny portion of what everything else is in the world. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so I get that. It's, it's almost like, like, wow, there's an actual reality, just like you've been talking incredibly candidly tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, he was talking very candidly about the situation, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, nobody liked his answer, yeah. except you. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Uh, and, and I wrote it down. Yeah. And uh, like worked on it for for weeks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to figure out how I could get that mm -hmm. message in. And then I saw this thing um, where you know politics trump science, mm -hmm. and it all just started coming together. And gotcha. the, the lyrics of this is, are are kind of cool. If I mm -hmm. do say so myself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're yeah they're very effective. Now, what what made you say okay, this is the one I want to do a video for? Was it because you know, it's so obviously, it's so external, you know, that, you know, that's, that's, you know, what it was about or, you know, what spoke to you that it said, this is the one I want to do a video for. I know you've done several, but. Yeah, there, there are two. Um, one was, I was so excited that I finally completed <laughs> this song yeah. that I've loved. I love the, the honesty, for so long. Yeah. I yeah. love the honesty. <laughs> but, but number two, um, getting the lyrics finished and mm -hmm. having it be, um, so relevant at right. that moment, right? right? I yep. mean, it. the debates are going on right now. People yeah. are talking about this right now. Yeah. So writing a song about it is cool, but I had to get an account and get all those videos where I could mm -hmm. download floods and things yep. like yep. that. And yep. I was like, yep. 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 so sure. into it, not only because it was my music, but it was relevant in what was happening now, and I felt like it had to be done now. So mm. that's why Very I cool. did the video. That's awesome. Um all right, so we want to listen to this one. Yeah, I, I love this song. Then uh, the video. I think I'm trying to remember. I think I experienced it the first time with the video, and the video in which you know you guys are obviously passionate. Um, you know when you're when you're doing the lyrics. I know you're not actually singing in the video. I get that, but um, the way you know the interplay between you and Scott uh, in this video, and you both seem pretty animated about it and it so it immediately grabs you and then obviously all the all the footage is, is great too so that's i think that's how i experienced it first and then you know you go back and re-listen to the music and the the, the musicianship is amazing in it so so we're going to hear the song mm -hmm. where can they where can our listeners yes. see the video the video if you go to jackprostband.com um, there's a little tab with videos and, uh, there's that. And I think, uh, Lion, I have a video for Lion too, mm -hmm. which Scott also did. Okay. 
So, so let's spell that out for people. So that's J-A-C-K-P-R-O-U-S-T. No you. No? Oh, there's no U. P-R-O-S-T. All right. So, yeah, all right. Uh, and band? Yep. B-A-N-D. All right. So that, that's where we failed. Yes. Uh, we don't fail that often that no. badly. No. So, eh, sorry. Sorry, Josh. No worries. <laughs> Jack? Yeah. Josh? Jack? I'm going with Josh. <laughs> Either way, you'll be the fourth person that calls me Jack, so it'll be all good. Jack, Josh, <laughs> all right, yeah. all right, shortlisting it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we'll come back, and we'll, we'll tell everybody how they can uh, get uh, all the other stuff, but let's listen to Get to Higher Ground. That song, yeah. yeah. The lyrics in that, the the way they come out is almost like a mantra. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and with that, uh, the, the chamber effect on it too, it, it even emphasizes that even more. It's awesome. I'll be okay. honest with you is that was my first listen to that yeah. particular song. Yeah. And I couldn't even get to the lyrics. The lyrics didn't even exist. That could have been an instrumental. <laughs> Because all I was doing was listening to the undulating uh, music mm-hmm. that was going on with yeah. that. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Uh, may, I'll have to go back and listen another five times to actually catch the lyrics because the, the, the music hooked mm-hmm. me. No, it's great. It's great. And uh, it's been fantastic uh, spending time uh, with Josh. So thank you very much yeah, for hanging for out with me. us. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so uh, once again, how can people, uh, you know, get the music, watch the videos? Yeah. yeah so now's the time to plug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on, I'm on, ja- I'm on uh, Spotify and Amazon Music and all the yep. streaming. Yep. Um, you on Bandcamp? For- uh, yes. Excellent. Yep. Um, first Fridays on Bandcamp, people. Yes. Uh, the yeah. first Friday of the month. Nice. One hundred percent. Well, ninety-three percent. Ninety-three percent, as opposed to eighty, uh, yes. goes to the band on the first Friday of every month yeah. since COVID started. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know whether cool. you even knew that. No, it's, I didn't know that. They they have uh, they have made sure that the first Friday of every month uh, that more money goes to you as the artist. Mm-hmm. On Bandcamp. I've been getting emails that say we're getting rid of our like royalty something. Mm-hmm. It's it's the first Friday is <sighs> they, okay. they they're you're getting more money yeah. if 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 your fans buy your music mm-hmm. on the first Friday. On the first Friday of every month. Music and merch. So if Mer- you music and merch. merch. So okay. if you have merch up, up there, there too, too, anything through yeah. Bandcamp is you're getting a higher percentage yeah. mm-hmm. of the of the cut yeah. uh, than you would have on any other day of the month. And mm-hmm. they started that with COVID, and oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. How, we've, we've run some numbers in the past on, mm-hmm. on the show, and the numbers on those days have yeah. been fantastic really? overall. Yeah, that's cool. Like, like, like the, I think of the first three First Fridays, uh, so they were last year. I think it, yeah, it was I, uh, April, May, June. I think so, yeah. It was $25 million. Holy moly! I'll, uh, was I'll sold total through band, band camp. all through Bandcamp. Band wow, yep. good for them. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and good for you guys as artists because yeah. Yeah. they're trying to give back a little bit more to you guys because they know that you're not gigging, mm-hmm. and they can only do so much. But yeah. the first Friday of every month, so make sure that when you're talking with with your fans, mm-hmm. is if. It, you know, as it gets close to the yeah. first Friday of every month, is encourage them to buy on the first Friday mm-hmm. because you get more money from Bandcamp right. than you would any other day of the month. Isn't it crazy where the whole <laughs> oh, this is just nuts, industry dude. is gone? Like, but but uh, here's the thing, though: is how, how cool is Bandcamp for doing that for you guys? Because they yeah. literally have 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 said this is to give back to the mm-hmm. artists that help support us of making money every other day of the month. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that they're selling that much because Bandcamp is really for musicians, right? It's musicians buying musician stuff, but if they could only become more It's more than that. It's more than that. They've become a a, a much bigger player now. Now, they're not not as big as Spotify, but more and more people, when they hear that you need a million Spotify streams to make $100 or whatever the yeah, equation yeah, is, right? Yeah. It's a versus, bad equation. Versus I can go to Bandcamp and I can buy a digital album for f- the suggested $5, but I can pay $10 yeah. and I know that that money goes to the artist. Yeah. It doesn't you know, go anywhere else. It yeah. goes to the artist. And I think a lot of people will gravitate towards that. No, yeah. and, and, and the truth is I had, I had read an article that was one of the most fascinating articles I've read in the last six months was... 
Bandcamp versus Spotify. And it's like it's like Luke Skywalker uh, with Bandcamp versus uh, versus Darth Vader yeah, of Spotify. Palpatine even. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, Palpatine might be worse because yeah. at least you have some feelings of of, of, yeah. of good for yeah, Darth Vader. There is Vader. no parental uh, goodness no. there. So yeah. and and that's the difference with with Bandcamp versus Spotify is it's it's good versus evil. Mm -hmm. And now again, everybody's got to make some money. I mean, the platforms have to make some money, but there's. <laughs> It's predatory yeah. in one way on right, that, right. Mm -hmm. and and with Spotify or with uh, with with Bandcamp doing their first Fridays, yep. they're giving more money to you for anything sold that day. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fascinating and interesting, and 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 actually, I'm impressed. Yeah, no, uh, there cool there's a difference in the mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, do you remember when Radiohead did that? They released yep. uh, what was mm -hmm. it in Rainbows, I think. Yep. yep, and said it's free. You just pay me what you want to yep. pay me. Yeah. Yep, and. They made a lot of money on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. But, yeah. And Bandcamp has become more than just what you're seeing of, of it being a, a musician's venue. Yeah. Yeah. Be, mm. And a lot of it is because, honestly, I think a lot of it is because of mm -hmm. the First Fridays. Sure. Because they're getting yeah. press every month yeah. Yeah. For, for Bandcamp out there in the general press mm -hmm. talking about what Bandcamp is doing, yeah. we talk about it every single month since last April, and and they're growing. I mean, yeah. I as a Bandcamp subscriber, um, they're growing so much that as a Bandcamp subscriber, they are headhunting jobs mm. via their subscribers. I yes. mean, I got reached out I, to about and, and a raft of jobs Pete that they're pa looking Pete for. Pete passed it along to me and, and I'm looking at it going, uh, there was there was no salary range, but there's no way it's less than what I'm making already. Right. And if I can work as a customer service agent for, for Bandcamp, the people who have the right idea of promoting music, mm -hmm. I think I can get behind that. I might actually really enjoy my job. And now, granted, you got to deal with disgruntled people. No, no, but no. but but here's the thing: yeah. I'm I would be dealing with it knowing that I'm supporting the artists that I right. love, mm -hmm. even if I haven't heard about them. Sure, you I know? think a lot of music lovers feel that way too. You know, like I, I mean, probably the the older ones. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. but I still buy music. You know, like, I, sure. I mean, I don't honestly, only my, listen to my whole thing, anymore. my whole yeah. thing is Amazon because mm -hmm. for the last five, six years, I built my music listening platform on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Now, what's great is I also have a Sonos system in my house so that when we have live music that's going on here is that I can pull that and actually play that on my playlist and make myself happy while mm -hmm. I'm at home listening to the artists who have performed here on the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. There we go. So that, that's why you've got to get back with one of your bands mm -hmm. or more of them. And <laughs> yes. hell, I really want to hear what you and your sister do. It's not dead target of our audience, but oh my God, I really want to hear that. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll try to bring her in. Yeah, sometime. there you go. Definitely. Yeah. You know where we are now. Yeah, you know Absolutely. where we are. Yeah. Um, so how, do, how does everybody reach you? If, yeah. they, want to, if they want to get the, the, the Josh experience as well as <laughs> as the Jack Proust band yeah. because I know you're doing more than just Jack Proust band uh, Proust, mm. Proust Proust damn it Proust, Proust like toast Proust yes. like toast uh, how do how do they find out more about you your ventures <clears throat> how, where do they go to get that yeah so there's no there's no me website no there nope 
Um, right, we I may have to work on that. Yeah, Josh. Uh, but it's it's more about like there's like three different brands, right? Okay. There's, so there's what do Jack we got? Jack Prost Band. Okay. www.jackprostband. and I'm also on Spotify and mm-hmm. everywhere else. Sure. Um, so that's all my kind of older stuff, stuff that I wrote when I was um, younger and kind of finished up in the past few years. Um, and it's the stuff that we heard now. Yep. Um, other this, projects. Uh, what's that? Other projects. Right. So there's two other projects. One um, is called Octavate. That's O-C-T-A-V-A-T-E. Um, that is, is that dot com? Uh, yes, dot okay. com. And you can just look up Octavate. That's also on Spotify. Okay. okay. Um, that is more hard edge, more in the direction that I really love and want to go to, more like Audio Slave and nice. Soundgarden and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we kind of got that idea from uh, from the last uh, couple yeah. of hours mm-hmm. of talking yeah. with Even you. Even Tool, yeah. I would I would say very. Uh, okay. I've been very influenced by Tool over the past, like you know. Five ten years. Okay, so, yeah, sure. Um, Octavate. Um, so yeah. same thing. www.octavate.band. Uh, but you can just go to Octavate and on Spotify. Well, and then, we're going to try to be specific for our listeners as we go through yeah. the night. So yes. Yeah. Now this other one is hard for radio, uh, <laughs> but it's it's number nine. Uh, that's N U M B A, the number nine. Number. Oh, that's the that's the that's the New England spelling. Yes. N E. So it's number nine the nine n e oh so, boy so same it's thing nine n e so it's it's n u m b a number digit nine n e yeah. you got it yeah dot uh, dot com dot com yeah and i'm on yeah Spotify i was pretty sure too. i was pretty sure you got the dot com what, what's, yeah. what's that band uh, about all right so um first octavate is the one that with sean valley down okay. the street yeah yep. um tool influence and yep. and um that so Octavate is produced by a guy named Andrew Lanehorst, who is a young producer in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and he is awesome. Really? And he's a great guitar player, too. Oh, cool. So he helps layer some of the guitars. Yep. Oh, nice. um, that's, um, you know, a harder edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number nine is Just Me and Andrew. Oh, okay. So Andrew ah. is a good singer, too. Ah. So we're just finishing up our second song um, this week, and I have another one for him that we're going to do together. And that's even harder. I mean, <laughs> nice. it's got some screaming in it. Oh, boy. And he is... Uh, that All the kids like that these yeah. days. So as you can see, my like the brands are, the older ones are more, you know, mellowish mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of, you know, yep. rock like we heard. Yep. But it's getting angrier and angrier. I was going to say, you're getting nice. more intense. Yeah. You're an angry old man, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, but it's... Uh, I <laughs> really believe the quality is getting better um, for Very many cool. reasons because... I'm getting better. My mm-hmm. band's getting better. We're getting comfortable together. Sure. We found Andrew, yep. who yeah. is an incredible producer. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, those those three are me. And I don't want to produ- uh, promote me. Yeah. I, well, you're I want to make music. Yeah, but there guess you what? Go. You're here, and it's not promoting you. It's promoting your music. There yeah. You go. That's how we look at it here mm-hmm. at the First Wave is when we have somebody in is, is you know, some people want to promote themselves. Great. We're here for you. But when it's promoting the music, and I think that anybody who's been listening through the show tonight realizes a little bit of a better glimpse into who you are, this isn't about promoting you. This is about promoting you and your music and what your passion is. Mm -hmm. And that's what we here want to do as well. So it works out very, very well. 
Very cool. cool. Uh, so if you'd like to stick around, uh, we've got a list, we've still got a little bit of show left. Uh, if you if you'd like to, that's great. If not, then uh, we will be making sure that at the end of the night we yes. run down exactly how you can check out everything that Josh yes. does yes. Uh, musically, at least because. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Because I haven't seen your uh, your browser history. You so don't want to watch me make macaroni and cheese for my kids? You know what? Is, 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 if Maybe. There, if there's a market for that, you, yeah, I'm in. As long as you don't sing while you're doing it, apparently it'll <laughs> yeah, be okay. Yeah, that's right. the rumor. And you know what's funny is, is that Eric Clapton didn't think he could sing either. Yeah. Uh, but it's other people telling him he can't sing. All right, that's so if difference. it's others, yeah, you're kind of screwed <laughs> that's, there. Yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> well, we do thank you very much for spending time with us. And, and like John said, you're welcome to stay. Uh, your commitment to us is complete but yes. you're certainly welcome to stay we got some music specific stuff that I'm sure you'd be a great uh, voice on but let's play some more music three doors down thank you Josh
riding the first wave on Wave Radio Boston. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine.
Cochran and his band Red Rider and Lunatic Fringe. Before that one, we heard our pal Sal Baglio and his band The Stompers and Never Tell an Angel. It's It feels so weird to say that, but I really do think that uh, Sal considered us more than a radio acquaintance. Well, I, here's the way I look at it. Yeah. Is look at the size of his signature on our banner. <laughs> yes. uh, you, you don't throw a signature that size up there yeah. uh, unless... And, and you know what is, is I think that what he gave us mm-hmm. uh, with, with his Christmas song yeah. was nobody else has that. Correct. And I'm not sure whether anybody has had it before us or after it. Yep. Maybe. Yep. Uh, but all I can tell you is it is damn special to me. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. he, he gave it, he gave his all. And, mm-hmm. and that, I, I, I have to give him a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. And I am so looking forward to the, when, whenever it actually happens, of the Stompers show uh, up in Salisbury mm-hmm. uh, at the Blue Ocean. Uh, I've got tickets. You may, uh, you may see a Stompers show in the Wave Radio Boston Studios before you, before you see it at Blue Ocean. I'm actually hoping. <laughs> uh, my family will be there because they're going to be at the, uh, uh, you know, they have the tickets for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, and, and that's the thing with, with all of this is, is uh, so much appreciation for the local artists who are here. Sure. Both, both uh, historically. Mm-hmm. Legacy artists, yeah. Legacy, as well as all the new artists. That's oh right. my god! I, just but like, Stal, but Stal's a, a new artist as well. Yeah, he is. With I mean, the it, amplifier. Heads. Oh, the amplifier heads is freaking amazing. Yeah. And 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 you know, listening to to you know what he's done yep. is that's a true musician mm-hmm. to be able to reinvent sure. yourself. Yep. For the last forty years, <laughs> yeah, right. Really, uh, yep. in the industry, is he's a great example of that, and and we're so happy and, and, and humbled mm-hmm. to have a lot of those same sure. people with yeah. John Butcher and, mm-hmm. and, and Charlie Farron yep. who have joined us. Yep. Uh, we're really happy with that. But finding those, finding the new rock artists, which mm-hmm. are so hard to find, yeah, uh, sure. we're so fortunate and we thank every one of the artists who supports us as much mm-hmm. as we've supported them over the years. Yeah. Uh, we really do appreciate that. That's for sure. All right, and uh, speaking of new artists, uh, Josh Prost uh, from the Jack Prost Band uh, is uh, hanging with us. Uh, still, we did not scare him away. No, no, <laughs> he he's he's more I'm, encouraged I'm than most. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sleep on that uh, that couch over there. We've got plenty right. of room. Sweet. We got plenty of room. Sweet. Finally, somebody here that'll be here every day besides me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I was close, Pete. Yeah. This week, I was close. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So it's uh, time we're going to look in the rearview mirror for some of the great uh, music that has been released in this week in our Rewind. Welcome to the Rewind. Now we release my club. All right, this week in the Rewind, uh, a lot of kind of all over there uh, music in the Rewind, yes. So just to to let new listeners understand that the Rewind is things, uh, music that was released Mm -hmm. this week Mm -hmm. in the past. In music history. In music history. Yes. Uh, so we'll start in 1972, and it's and it's funny we were talking in the off air show that it's ah uh, you know it's mostly rock, but you know occasionally we'll do some. Uh, this is actually uh, so uh, this is actually jazz rock fusion. Oh, so 1972. Uh, no, no, uh, too late. On. Yeah, and no. Uh, 1972, uh, Jimmy Smith uh, oh. released "Root Down." Oh, great which, album! Which of course was sampled by the Beastie Boys. Yep. For the uh, song of the same name later on. Uh, 1977 saw the debut of what became um, your older brother's favorite punk rock band in television. Uh, they released Marquee Moon uh, on, uh, in this week in 1977. Uh, the band, one of the bands we heard in the previous set, released uh, their album, The Better Life. In uh, 2000, uh, on this week, that, of course, is Three Doors Down. We heard uh, Kryptonite uh, from that I, album. I like that song. Do you? Yeah. yeah that's you? 20 years ago. Yeah. That is Can you believe that? 20 years oh my ago. God. Yeah. That's frightening, isn't it? Yeah. It happens like that. It's, when I blink and realize when I graduated and how long ago that was from high school, I'm looking mm-hmm. at it going... Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. No one to hear a song. And no like, wonder my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, this is kind of new. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, this is one of those that's, oh, this is kind of new. This isn't an old well, song, you know? Uh, if it came what? out if, 20? if 20 it came out in the ago. 2000s, it was new to me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah, this song's al- almost old enough to drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, so speaking of uh, songs that are as old as us, uh, 1970, The Doors released Morrison Hotel. Yep. Which got to uh, number four on the Billboard charts and had had uh, Peace Frog and Roadhouse Blues. That's a great song. Two of their, uh, in in my opinion, two of their best and, and very different from each other yeah. too. Yeah, you know, Roadhouse Blues is one of those songs that a billion people have covered. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, a billion people. Every have, bar band has a, covered that. But but I'm not song. even talking about. I'm talking about what has been released. Uh huh. Uh, a billion people have done it. And you know what is I actually like just about every version of that because either it's incredibly true to the original or there's an interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Josh, as a musician with that song, is that one of those songs that you look at going, yeah, it's kind of a standard? Well, I was just going to say that my band used to do Peace Frog. We covered Peace Frog, and mm. it was like... Um, I was in a band called Common Senseless in the in the... Uh, like 1998, 99, we used to play in Boston. Yep. And Peace Frog was like one of those obscure songs. Like, you know, it's it's not, uh, you know. Oh, it's not on their, it's not on their greatest hits one or two or three. What a cool bass line. Yeah. Uh What a cool, everybody, and when they stop at the end and then they Uh go blood in the street, you know, like 
the whole bar would be pumping, right? Yep. And it would stop for that one second. <laughs> yep. And they would all come in again. What a great song yeah. Peace Rock is. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and you never know that's the name. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, you never yeah. know. And then it goes into... Um, doom, 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 mm-hmm. doom, doom. Yep. Um, I found my love. Yep. Whatever. Uh, uh, Blue Sunday. Blue Sunday. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. Your voice isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, very cool album. So, but, uh, so you consider that, you know, kind of, you know, blue, definitely blues rock, very, you know, kind of, um, well, especially Roadhouse Blues. I mean yeah. that that is that is straight that that's oh, yeah. a straight ahead blues. It's a twelve bar. That blues is song, a that yeah. is a late sixties, early seventies yeah. blues song. So juxtaposed to that, released the same day in nineteen seventy, uh, but from the Mothers of Invention ah. was Burnt Weenie Sandwich, of course, which is as far away from Morrison Hotel yeah. as as a release could be. I'll give you that. Was Frank Zappa? In, he wasn't in Mother's Invention. Yes, he yes. was. He was? Yeah. Yes. We had an 8-track player, mm-hmm. and we had a Frank Zappa 8-track, mm-hmm. and my parents used to listen to it, and I remember the song, Help, I'm a Rock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Help, yeah. I'm a Rock. What? Frank Zappa was just an amazing guitar player, mm-hmm. but that, yeah, Mother's Invention, wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, there's a really good, um, I think it's a classic albums um, on, on one of the Mothers of Invention uh, albums and Dweezil is heavily uh, interviewed for that. Who is an um, unbelievable guitarist in his own yeah. right? Uh, but he he's talks. Do, he's done. He's done his dad proud. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah. but he talks a lot about the the album and how it was made. And the band was like seventeen people in the band, and and it changed every week. And mm-hmm. the perfo- yeah. live perform. They're all about the live performance and mm-hmm. how that went on and what Frank would do to them during the live performance. Yeah. It's really really good take. Uh, Very cool. Frank was fucking insane. Yes. Okay. Let Let's put it out there. And However, he really didn't do drugs. No. That's the amazing uh, part. Of well, it. that that's what mental illness does. Yes. But I'll <laughs> I'll tell you this is is the genius that mm-hmm. was within what Frank had done. Just crazy. And the scary thing is that Dweezil picked it up, which. Mm-hmm. Nature versus nurture. I don't know. There's a psychology debate going yeah. on with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that was nature or nurture, but uh, Dweezil was not exactly the most normal human being. Either. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, just a year later, talk about different. Uh, in 1971, Carly Simon released her debut album, uh, Carly Simon. Uh, great album. Uh, and ni- it got better from there. Uh, yep, yep. 1977, uh, speaking of getting better from there, 1977, ZZ Top's Tejas oh. uh, was released. Fantastic. That, that's an album. album you don't hear very much on the radio. Yep, yep. Uh, there's uh, one kind of hit off of it. Um, is that the one? Um, uh, Jesus Went Down to Texas, I think, is uh, the, I think the song that, off yeah. of that one. I think so. Uh, 1993, uh, Dinosaur Jr. Oh. Uh, released. Jay Maskus yeah. released. Uh, Where Where You Been? Yeah, that's a great album. Yeah, yeah. Josh is uh, is uh, shaking his head yeah, to that so, one. So, Dinosaur Jr. fan? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that album, and um, they were also one of those indie bands oh, that yeah. kind of changed things. Right? Oh yeah. Like they um, they were kind of progressive rock, mm-hmm. but not in the. Not in the progressive sense where you think of like Rush. They were almost mm-hmm. progressive funk. Yeah, or progressive punk even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah you, they were yeah. just so different. They they, they don't sound. they don't fit 
a, a radio. They don't fit a record store bin category. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I love about that band. Totally. Yeah. Is I, I may not be, I may not listen to them that often, yeah. but I appreciate the fact that they they busted the genre. Yeah, yeah I love bands like. I think Radiohead is similar. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they do so many different things. They're just incredibly. Beautiful musically, and I, yep. I I feel like Dinosaur Jr. is kind of like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and they, yeah, they were the part of they were kind of the start of that Fort Apache scene too. Yeah. Yep. That that studio was huge back of that uh, oh, back yeah. then. Um, uh, back to 1971, Carol King re- released her huge album Tapestry. Oh God. Uh, that was every and, in every uh, one of our parents' uh, record collections. And, I'm pretty and, sure. And by the yeah. way, I'm pretty sure that my dad had that on vinyl. Eight track and then eventually cassette. Oh boy, cassette! I, uh, I I'm know pretty was... sure by the time you know it was yeah. you know it was still available. Uh, Carol King Tapestry. When you think of a singer songwriter mm-hmm. in the '70s, yeah, how can you not put Carol King at least in the top ten, if not a hell of a lot higher? Yeah, uh, that's arguable. But mm-hmm. there, I figured let's go with let's go with nobody can argue with top ten. Sure, as singer songwriters go in the seventies with mm-hmm. Tapestry, yep. one of the best albums out there at the time as a singer songwriter. Yep. Yeah, no, you got nothing. Yeah. All right, I'm good. Spe- I'm good. Speaking of uh, one of the best albums, this may be one of the best albums ever released. 1978 saw the premiere debut album. For a couple of uh, brothers from California and a party kid that just happened to have the PA. <laughs> oh. So 1978's Van Halen, Van, Van Halen, Halen. Yes. was released this week. This week. That was the, uh, my first concert was Van really? Halen twice in a row. Twice in a row. What yeah. tour? Uh, it was uh, 5150. Ah. Uh. Okay. The Van Hagar, you yes. got it. The yeah. Van Hagar. So are you? Yeah. Are, are you a Sammy it. guy? I'm good with. I that. like them both. Yeah, I, I do mean, too. Two different bands. Yep. It's it, like Audio Slave and. I am so with you. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I love. Them I'm both. so with you on yeah. that. I mean, I, Sammy Hagar was great. He was great by himself. I, mm-hmm. Great singer. Yeah. And 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 fifty one fifty has some amazing songs on that. It, it's great it's funny is that if I'm going to listen to an entire Van Halen album. Mm-hmm. That's one that I gravitate toward, mm. and 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 I'm I, I I'm almost a little embarrassed for that. It's almost like the guilty pleasure kind of should be of the fact that because there are so many other great things, mm-hmm. but that was it. And and so so Josh, just to give you an idea, insight and little quick insight is my first concert that I ever saw for big concert was uh, 1987 Genesis Genesis tour. Uh, the, the it was no it was the Genesis uh, it was the uh, Invisible Touch tour uh, in Worcester at the Centrum nice in February of 1987. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there's no Genesis on the Rewind. No, I know, so I know, I know. Let's move but, on. But but I I just figured you would just mention that I figured you know a little sharing and you know mm-hmm. 1978. Also saw the release of, and, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to this because you're going to overshare on this one as well. Sorry, no, I won't. Uh, 1978, Little Feet's Waiting for Columbus. Great. And one of the best go. live albums out there. Yeah, so uh, we're not big on live albums in the Rewind because a lot of times, well, obviously, usually we can't play anything from them because they're all eight minutes long. Yes, and, but, but Little Feet, yeah. their studio albums were eight yeah. minutes long <laughs> anyway so true. it goes to 10 on the live one <laughs> yes. uh so waiting for columbus yeah. is one of the best live albums on my list uh it's a lot of fun it, it's a great album it was over seven concerts though oh yeah of course it was yeah so well uh, would you do it any any differently if you no. could well if you could but you're a lot gonna of get people the best you're gonna get the best two. of what you got yeah 
Yep. Uh, and Lowell George was still on most of that one. Yes. Not yes. all of it, yeah. but he was still on most of it. Well, he didn't know it, but he was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. No, yeah. He, he didn't know it because it was a bunch of concerts and he had already died. Yes, yes. we get it. Uh, 1992, the Manic Street Preachers uh, debut album, Generation Terrorists. Uh, that was a number one UK uh, rock hit. Uh, how do we know this? <laughs> uh, you never heard of Manic Street Preachers? Uh, I, I, Josh and I are just looking at each other going, what the okay. fuck's he talking about? All right. Somebody's got some homework. Oh, right. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. 2004. Screw me, my brother. 2004, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I think you'll... I my, my album will be on that if this one is <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sure John Anthony will have uh, this in his top 10 of something. Uh, 2004, Nora Jones Feels Like Home was a Billboard number one for some reason. That uh, chick can sing. She can. She can. I, uh, not, I am And very, probably can play sitar as well. Well, here's the thing. I, uh, you know what, Pete, is I'll, I'll, I'll give you my, my honest view of that is I am rarely in the mood to hear Nora Jones. Mm-hmm. However, when I am, she hits the mark. All right. Uh, th- she can just sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her voice. Unfortunately, the melancholy that goes along with that, I've got enough of that in my own life. I don't need to listen to that in music for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but well, no, she a very talented musician. If, uh, if, if Richie Havens was your dad, you'd be sad too. Well, of course. So. I would have been sad a hell of a lot longer, uh, a, lo- a lot earlier than Nora Jones. Right. <laughs> 1967, the Rolling Stones released Between the Buttons. That got all the way to number two on the Billboard charts that had uh, Let's Spend the Night Together, Ruby Tuesday. All right. Most of those from my uh, from Hot Rocks, <laughs> which is what, unfortunately, most of us grew up released? with because, yeah, you know, Hot Rocks 1 and Hot Rocks 2. Yeah, you know? yeah. there were uh, actual albums before yes, the greatest hits out. I am aware of that, yeah. and, I, and I tried to learn them as I was listening to Hot Rocks yes. because it was the, the most uh, cost-effective way to I listen to the Rolling Stones. Right, I yeah. get you. Uh, 1985, we played this... Uh, this slipped in the rotation recently. Uh, the Firm, The Firm. I love Ooh. that. Radioactive from The Firm. Do you man. know who The Firm is? Oh, yeah. The Firm is Paul Rogers, yep. Jimmy Page. Yes. Uh, Chris Slade, I think, is the drummer. Yep. And who the hell's the bass player? Uh, I forget who the bass player is. I don't know, is. but you had me at Jimmy Page and yeah. Paul Rogers. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Paul I mean, Rogers is the me? rock and roll vampire. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't think? age. No, that, and uh, satisfaction guaranteed. Yep, that. satisfaction See, to guaranteed. me, is, is radioactive is my favorite song. Yeah, that is Great up there on my that. list of that era, that mm-hmm. that that couple 85. of years, eighty five. Mm-hmm. That here we go. I am going here to put together. Go. I am going to put together, and you're here invited. Here we go again. I I've said it, and you know what is for one, three years he yes, said it, and it's I'm going never to going to together, happen. I'm going to put together a roundtable of. Why 1985 may have been the best year in music ever. You'll Ooh. be alone at the table, but you can put it together. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know. I Josh will come up. Josh I'll, will show, I'll, show I'll up with me. Stuff up. Uh, that's the the firm is when I when I realize what you can do that you can take good people from <laughs> other <laughs> bands and, and like and, make an and album. What's funny is yeah. is like, that you didn't really that do that for super me group. for me yeah. in 1985 I was 15. Mm-hmm. The supergroup idea I may not have caught before that. But the firm was the one. I think I'm with you on yeah. that. Is, is to realize albums, that they're, right? uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and they and unfortunately the 
the the two songs, their two biggest songs were off their first one. Right. Yeah. Uh, Didn't really survive. No. I think Jimmy just lost interest, to be honest Well, I'm sure he did. They never survived. He's got better things to do. Mm -hmm. He's got better things to do. Uh, 1972, this week, uh, Eat a Peach from the Allman Brothers was released. So that got to, all the way number four, of course, had Melissa, Mountain Jam, Blue Sky, One Way Out. Just a fantastic album. Big Almonds fan. Favorite albums of all time. Honestly, my band used to play lots of Almond Brothers. Nice. Yeah. See, for me, it's their live album. Which one? Fillmore East? Fillmore East. Yeah. That is... is that Elizabeth you, Reed on that is ridiculous. They're, they're, people think they're a rock band. You listen to Live from the Fillmore? Oh, they're, they're Southern Rock. It's blues. Oh, yeah. They're, that's yeah. blues. Blues. Is they're a blues rock, band yeah. in that. And, and, and that's what I love about that is you listen to the studio album, and, it's a, it, it, and then you listen to Live at the Fillmore... They are a blues band at the Fillmore. Totally. And they are a southern rock band on their studio recordings. Do you know why it's called Eat a Peach? Mm. Uh, I have a few ideas. So, uh, Dwayne Allman, mm-hmm. who was killed yep. on his bike. Yep. yep. In the road, uh, late 1970. Because I don't know that this is true, but this is the story I know. Okay. He was on the highway, yep. and there was a peach truck, and he was grabbing for a peach. No. And truck. wiped. I haven't heard that. That's how he died. Oh, wow. I, I don't want to go on the record as saying that. It's <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to say hey, that I hey, had a story. Hey, that's, hey, that's a great hey, story. Very, it, it, very interesting. Yeah. You're, you're on the first wave at Wave Radio Boston. <laughs> it is all rumor and innuendo. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you can prove we're, fact, yes, good for us. Rumor and innuendo is fact. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what we do here. All right. 1982. Let's uh, bring this one into uh, the station here. 1982 XTC. Released oh. uh, English Settlement. Yeah, uh, they got all the way to forty-eight on the Billboard charts, there and were that had two two top forty hits on that uh, album. Senses Working Overtime is the real the only, only one. Okay, only okay. Um, so last two albums uh, were eighties uh, albums. Um, Nineteen eighty-five, um, great year for music, and here I'll we prove go it eventually. Here we go again. Um, so this one got all the way to number eleven on the Billboard charts. Um, it's inter- song. It's album. Okay. Um, it's interesting to me for a couple different reasons. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, the '80s was the uh, the decade of the soundtrack album. Uh, I would say so. This is a soundtrack and Top Gun. Uh, no, where they faded out the songs instead of ending them with a real ending. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this one actually had all the songs. Um, there's no instrument on it at all. They have all the songs. They're great songs from front to back. Um, this is one that I would say that the Pretty in Pink. second side is actually better than the first side. Pretty in Pink. No. Damn it. Uh, um, and it is, and I, I know you said Top Gun. Yeah. It is unusual in an 80s album because it is, does not have a Kenny Loggins song ah, on it. All right, so now I'm screwed. <clears throat> so, because I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure that every soundtrack in the 80s yeah, had a Kenny Loggins song. Everyone so. but this one. Okay. Uh, so this was this was 1985's Vision Quest Oh, soundtrack. Vision Quest. Yeah, yeah. We, we just heard Lunatic Fringe. That was yes. on that. Yeah. Exactly. See, see now, now Vision Quest was a movie that I think I saw part of it in 1985. Matthew Modine. That's a great yes. album. I mean, and, and I know movie. Pete yeah. is a gigantic fan of that movie. Yeah. Uh, the movie's okay. The soundtrack's much better. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but, but that, yeah. and so for me is I probably, 
the fact, see, thank God that mm-hmm. Josh is here yes. because I couldn't have told you that Lunatic Fringe was on yeah, that. So, so only the young, only the young oh, journey, only the young journey. It's on Changed by John Waite. Yes, yeah, oh, I love John uh, Waite. Shout to the Top, Style Council, okay. and uh, Gambler from Madonna, and I believe that was the only way you could get that yes. song. It was, mm-hmm. it was, just just like uh, just like uh, the only way that you could get. Uh, 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 da, 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 never mind. <laughs> and um, and then I believe side two starts with Don Henley. She's on the Zoom, which was eh, but uh, that's not a bad song. But then, I mean, a pop song for Don. Yeah, but then you uh, and and this was part of uh, the cruising lexicon back in the day. Yeah, right. And Weir's Beach, right? Uh, Weir's Beach. That yeah. that's right. Um, you had right in a row. Dio, hungry for heaven. Red Rider, Lunatic Fringe, Sammy Hagar, I'll Fall in Love Again. Yeah. Ooh, that's one we haven't played in a very long that's time. That's true. That's a great song. And then, uh, we'll have to play that next Foreigners week. Foreigners, Hot Blooded, and then it ends on a quiet note with Madonna's Crazy for You. Yeah, wow. Well. I'm getting that album tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic album. Uh, I had the cassette. Yep. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Absolutely. Uh, so... And then the final one we're going to talk about, released in uh, 1981 uh, this week. Okay, so that is, I, I am going to guess 1981, my favorite album from 1981 that I'm aware of. Well, you, you already know what the answer is. I know, I one know. One so you two chance of getting this right. <laughs> no, I, I know what it is, because I, 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 I looked ahead. Yes. Uh, it, it, would be, uh, it would be the debut album mm-hmm. from the drummer of Genesis. Yes. Yes, the studio. Uh, no, face value. Face value. Face value. So it got to number seven on the Billboard charts. Uh, in the air tonight, of course, was the massive hit. And I'll be uh, honest with you, not my favorite song in that album. Uh, I missed again is the other is the other big hit. Uh, and there it. were others that were great on that album. So I'll, I'll ask John Anthony, okay. who you know says it's his favorite Phil Collins album. And uh, was, yeah, uh, it might be. Although I I got to say that uh, there are there are others, but okay. that one that one is. That one's dark. He had, well, he was going through a divorce. He was coming yeah. out of his divorce. Yeah. He did the entire album himself with every instrument and did uh, it in for, his... For the most part, not uh, every instrument. He, he did the synths and the drums. Yeah, he didn't do it. Which was, instrument. well... Moving on. Saying it. Uh, anyway, uh, so, so that, this, was, this was about as dark as he gets. Yeah. Uh, and yet... His second album, Hello, I Must Be Going, mm-hmm. also has some damn dark shit, mm-hmm. just not as dark as this. So the question, I'll hold you like China. The question I have for you okay. is uh, the big, big hit uh, in the air tonight okay. is so much, so much, so much false information about this one. So it is unusual okay. for what reason? What, but the song itself is unusual for what reason? And then if you can't kind of come up with it now, that, we'll let you listen to not, it. That's not clear enough for I, me. I, uh, it's, uh, there's, and, there's one I mean, big honestly, thing about it. The drums don't come in until halfway through? Well, the drums... No, the, the drums are there from the beginning. All right, so I'll give you this. is To me, what's unusual for a Phil Collins song mm-hmm. is that it is a drum machine as opposed to a drum kit for his solo, which everybody knows that everybody will air drum to, mm-hmm. that is not 
that is that is a drum machine as opposed to actually him playing the drums, who is one of the most underrated drummers ever in, in music. No, only partially true. So I'll let you listen to it and see if you can figure it out. All right. Here we go.
my friend I am on the mend, it's so frustrating And what you say, no matter anyway Changes day to day away, it's degrading
That's a band that is currently on the scene that I absolutely love. That's Arrival Sons, Pressure and Time. Before that, we had Twig and their hit Booze Hound. Uh, Once again, Twig will be appearing in the Wave Radio Boston Studios on March 4th. Definitely looking forward to that band coming in. Oh, yeah. Should be a lot of fun. And at the top of that set, I asked the guys to take a little listen uh, to uh, Phil Collins and uh, In the Air tonight. Uh, So any guesses as to what... um, is unusual about that song and I guess I'll give you another hint that was kind of groundbreaking about Phil's sound in general. It's almost a third person perspective. No. All right. I have no idea. No idea. I got nothing either. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. Knowing the history of that song since yep. 1982, One. 81 was yeah. that album? Yeah. yeah. So knowing that since 1981, I'm yep. not sure where you're going with this, so mm-hmm. I'm very curious. There are no changes. Symbols. Oh. So the first time that Phil has not played Sabian cymbals. The, no cymbals at all. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I would never have guessed that. And, and we, for those of us who are big Phil Collins fans, mm-hmm. we know that he plays Sabian. Mm-hmm. So no symbols at all, and that came as a result of, and um, the Phil Collins sound, um, was this uh, was all developed at the same time. So previous to him going into the studio, his own home studio, to do... Uh, what became face value, it, w- which was his cave as he was trying to. Re- well, to it was actually his master bedroom. Well, but, it was, yeah. but but that was a cave to him yeah. at the time. Yeah, uh, well, an emotional cave. Yes, yes. an emotional cave yeah. because but, of, of breaking up from his first marriage. Yeah, so uh, he actually was requested by f- the former lead singer of. Uh, Genesis, Peter Gabriel, to come work on his album. Yep. And if you've ever seen any interviews with Peter Gabriel, you know that he's quite eccentric. Yes. So uh, he all, wa- all you had to do was look at the Genesis, mm-hmm. of the yes. Peter Gabriel Genesis era, yeah. Yeah. to know that there was something that was out there. Right. So... They walk, so. He walks into the uh, the studio um, and Peter's studio and sets, starts setting up his drum kit. And Peter says, "Take away the cymbals. There's no metal on this record." So, which, do you know which album that was? Melt. Well, the, well, every every Peter Gabriel album until so yes was self titled yes, yes, but it's the one that everybody calls Melt. Melt. Okay. Um, and uh, so they were setting it up. So that's how he got the idea to not play with cymbals and then as he was setting it up they had and this is way inside music good but, but, good but fuck it it's quarter past 11 yeah. if you're still listening yes. you're into you're into uh, music by the way thank you yes um they were setting up uh the kit and and you know getting the sounds out of the kit and uh famous producer hugh Padgham yep. uh was in the control booth and he had what they had done recently in the studio was um, room mic um, certain parts of the studio with some crappy mics. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was listening to Phil come through those mics into the control room mics, and the control room mics were picking it up and actually feeding it into the board. So it almost picked up double? It almost picked up double, but the other thing that was happening was it was hitting a reverb 
and a gate at the same time. Oh, Jesus. So it would get this huge reverby sound, but then the gate would slam shut on it. So, by the way, Hugh Padgham, that must have been the genesis of Hugh Padgham mm-hmm. because he produced most of Phil Collins, uh, his first four albums at least. So, so Hugh was, was engineering yep. uh, for Peter, yep. and that's how he moved from being an engineer to a producer. To a producer because he produced technically on paper he mm-hmm. produced face value right it's great that they like try all these different sounds and mm-hmm. all these different you know put a busted mic up here and put a busted mic up there i yep. mean that i think the musicianship in that the the, the artistry in yeah. that is more of the fun stuff in what well, in being the, a musician right the, the cool part was it was actually an accent because those were supposed to be just room talkbacks yeah. Uh, yeah those were supposed to be talkback mics so they were sh- shitty mics just you know mm, kind yeah. of uh, hanging from the but, the but ceiling. they realized it yeah. halfway through and they yeah. were like this is a cool sound yes I can't get this sound with my other thing yeah, yeah. 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 whatever so, else I normally do yeah. this yeah. is odd and it sounds that, good Let's that is part it. of the art right. that you know Absolutely. it's like you're an artist mixing a color and you find this mm. one green yeah. that you couldn't get before and I get, <laughs> I'm gonna paint the shit out of this thing. And, you know and but if everyone told me uh, this sorry dude this uh, record has no you grab your bass no strings <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna? Uh, do? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna, <laughs> here, I'm gonna do this on right. it. Yeah. Tap on the pickup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and and I think that's uh, Hugh Padgham uh, produced. I think Phil's first four albums. Oh, he became a, a pretty pretty big producer. Yeah, and uh, after and, that, and, so, and, you know. and so so when you look at that, is obviously there was some connection with Phil, and Phil mm-hmm. obviously had a connection with him with, yep. with doing that. Yep. And and Face Value is one of those albums that. For those of you who have never listened to the whole thing, get yourself in a dark place because it's dark. Have uh, all of your possessions taken from you. Yeah, uh, at, at, at least at least lock yourself in a room. Yeah, and listen to that album. Uh, it is really powerful. In a it, there's there's some hope because it's Phil Collins. Uh, I, there's 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 some kind of of optimism within it, mm-hmm. but holy crap, is it dark? I think there's yeah. a darker Genesis album. Uh, the see, one with Mama on it. Oh, uh, Genesis Genesis. Um, one of my favorite. All but it's time... got a legal alien on it. Yes. Yeah. See, see, that's yeah, the thing but... is it, <laughs> Mama. Oh, Mama's Mama pretty is, fucking dark. Are you Mama kidding is, me? Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the delay and the reverb that they yeah. use on that is freaking amazing. Honestly, is, and I'm glad you brought that up because we've talked about this before, but thank you for joining us, is that is up there on my list of one of the top albums first to last mm-hmm. that I would put up there in top 10, top 20, whatever I can actually come up with. But that one is really high on my list. Uh, is Desert Island kind of album is mm-hmm. that if you've got to listen to something over and over, Genesis Genesis is up there for me, and I know mm-hmm. that may not resonate with a lot of people. Yep. But front to back to me is amazing. Silver Rainbow. Uh, you got uh, just a job to do, which was featured in Miami Vice. Super. I know. Sorry. All right. Do people I, like? I mean, people older than thirty know what an album is. No, not really. Uh, they you know, they mean, know they understand the concept. Younger than thirty, you mean, right? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. They, no. they they understand the concept. They're just not familiar. They they it's know such that such a lost beauty. Well, they know that albums come on vinyl. 
That's uh, all they really know. Well, and they pay $35 right, for it. Right, right, right. Uh, which, which those of us who look at it going, I bought that for, I bought that for four bucks <laughs> when it came out originally. Uh, Why I do still, I still not have that at my collection? I'm still an album guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I still yeah. like to put on Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar Sucks Magic. Yeah. All the way through and feel that one the well, forty-five well, minute journey. Well, mm-hmm. well, let me ask you, Josh: Is as an artist putting out music now? Do you put out music as an album, or do you put out music as a string of songs? I'm going the album route, and and mm-hmm. thank you for because that. Because I I part. Part of why I make this is because I like to listen to it myself. Yep, right? right. And I, the, being an album guy through my whole life, putting on Pearl Jam 10 and listening to the yep. opening thing and mm-hmm. the end thing and, and feeling the closure and, and that whole journey. Rush 2112. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there are so many. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We can, we, we and there can sit here for three hours talking totally. about albums, right? Totally, yeah. But, but, but the, I'm a, uh, albums because. It's uh, when I listen to music. A lot of times, you know how you get in an, on a kick, right? Yep. Like I'm on a Radiohead kick. Oh sure. yeah. Um, you you want to hear them o- and only them for a yep. while, right? Yep. Right. And if you put on an album, it's it's like a it's microcosm a of that it's a time. Journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's almost like a song. It's like one and two and three. But and four, but you know? that's right. only if if artists are still making them that way. Right, and I don't think a lot are. No, but and, I think and that's, that's why well, that's I asked you But, is, but is which came first? Did, did the public stop consuming them that way, or did the artists stop making them that way? And that's... that's the public stop consuming yes, them that I way. Yes, I totally agree. I, because artists will always create a story. When Scott and I were putting out My Way, we thought about what songs go after what songs, and mm-hmm. um, I... I thought about it more i think and like actually you know how the the two songs that go together like uh um live and love and me uh heartbreak and live and love and me yeah yeah yeah. there's there's a million of those right Mm -hmm. well not a million of those but there's like probably 25 you can name and be like i can't hear this without hearing that one journey's one of them you know uh boston it's into uh four play long time yeah yeah so um, I wanted to do one of those, and so on my way, there's my way and Pretty Pig yep. that mm-hmm. I feel like have to go into each other. Yeah. So we worked on it, and we were like, all mm-hmm. right, so how are people going to listen to this? How do we do it? If right. they're on Spotify, mm-hmm. they're never going to hear them one by one. Right. But if they do, so we cut it so the end of my way was short, and the beginning of my, Pretty Pig was you know, the the time where it was actually exactly one beat uh, from okay. one to the other. So it goes right into the next one. Gotcha. So, Josh, a uh, question for you. It's a two-part question. Mm-hmm. As a music consumer, and the second part would be as a music provider, liner notes, scale of one to ten, how important are they as a music consumer and how important are they to you as a music provider? Liner notes meaning like putting in the lyrics? Yeah, lyrics, uh, yeah, whatever the liner notes are, whether they're, they're lyrics or lyrics. story or, or, mm. or, or whatever, whatever the... Because to me, if this helps a little bit with this question, is to me as a consumer of music, is growing up the liner notes 
whether it was an album or a CD or whatever, I would throw the media into whatever the player was. And, and the first thing you did was read the liner notes. Totally. Right. Yeah. So as a music consumer versus a music provider, is there a difference on a scale of one to 10? Because to me, the liner notes are a nine plus. Yeah. Uh, as a consumer of music, mm -hmm. for you as a consumer of music, how important were those liner yeah, notes? Yeah, nine, nine or ten, same yeah, thing. Exactly. I mean, every time you buy a new album, whatever you you open it up, you press play, and you read the words. Yeah, mm -hmm. and whether it's the lyrics or the story or the thank yous or whatever those yeah. liner notes were that the artist chose Even to pictures, share with us. You know, like yep. um, Tool came when they came out with uh, Ten Thousand Days with the little mm -hmm. the goggles in there and like yep. trying to figure out what yep. all this stuff is. Yep. I think um, that that marketing piece is is cool because you get a real sense of the brand of the band, and mm -hmm. it's I mean you love the you love the band. You love to hear the music, yep. but what they're talking about yeah. and the way they talk the about it. The backstory sometimes. And, you yep. know, it's just more of that. And so I think it's, I think it's really important. So now as a, as, a, as a music producer now or a, a, a generator, mm -hmm. which unfortunately, God, that's just so horrible to say that. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, that's what musicians have become yeah, these days. Yeah. Uh, how important are is getting the liner notes and that information out for you on a scale of one to 10? Uh, I would say it's, it's an eight, but now that we've talked about this, it, um, I should pay more attention. And, and, <laughs> and, and that might've been why I brought that up yeah. because, well, part of the problem is, is that most of the consumption that's done now it has no liner notes available because you ask Amazon or you ask Spotify to play the thing, mm. and and that's how most music is consumed. Yeah, people aren't buying the albums or CDs anymore, so yep. they're not sitting back. You know, maybe yep. I guess they could scroll on their phone while they're yeah, yeah. while they're listening, but right. I don't I don't think people no. do that. I don't and think it's important to this generation as no. opposed to ours. No, and, and and that was I was hoping to get you because I know Pete and I have a very similar perspective mm -hmm. of that. But as an artist, that was why I asked it mm -hmm. that way, was because I'm interested in your perspective as an artist of putting it out there of, yeah, you know what? It sucks because as a consumer, I really want that. But as, a, a, as someone who is putting it out there, I know that it probably doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's and, and that sucks, right? It's time consuming, yeah. too. I mean, think about all mm -hmm. the things that like, someone like me has to do where I don't have a band, mm. where I have to do all the instruments. I have to mm -hmm. find the person to sing. You know, I have to put it on Spotify. Right. Yeah. Do, you know, like, um, then I have a job. and I, mm. I Yeah, stuff. right, so right, right. This is like another big piece of that. So yeah. I'm just right now so focused on creating good music the best that I can. Mm -hmm. And if I have more time, then I'm going to well, go. Based well, on, based but, on your answer yeah. about you as a consumer, I can tell how... If you're going to do it, it is very important to you to yeah. put it out there as an artist. Yeah, yeah I so should pay more attention, definitely. Not, not to continue to, to tout something that we have no fiduciary interest in. Um, that's one of the other nice things about Bandcamp is when you do go to the single, a lot of times the bands will put the lyrics in there. So yep. for those of us that are Either looking for or, lyrics. Or, or a version of liner notes. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's usually both. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 So it's uh, it's, so that that's a one interesting venue where you can get a single, experience a single, but get it. But to me, 
you know, the, the, the listening to the album, and we do have to wrap this up, yes. but listening to the album, um, it takes a while for you to dial into the sound of the artist sometime. So, Especially if it's your first listen. Yeah. So, you know, when you're listening to the album, you know, a lot of times albums are paced, you know, they're not always paced so that the single is up up front. It's a lot of time paced to get you into that vibe that as it should be that the artist is trying to convey. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of t- you're not going to get that from a single, right? You know, right, right. exactly. So, yeah. I think that's that's part of the lo- the other part of the lost art of album listening. And yeah. by the way, it is good for you for working on trying to create an album with a story. Because of the challenge that you have of trying to do that, bucking the way that music is generally consumed these days. Right. So, and that's what, that's why Bandcamp and places like yep. that, where you can buy the artist's vision yep. uh, in one way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. is very important. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, as opposed to just a streaming service. Right. So, this is great. Um, what, what I'm now plugging into my <laughs> my memory is uh, you know sometimes I go through droughts where I can't do anything I can't figure out yeah. how to take any of my stuff that needs to move on mm-hmm. to the next step yeah. and I'm like well what do I do I'll go upstairs and watch TV yeah mm-hmm. now what I'll do is go downstairs and make sure that all write the liner notes liner notes are in nice all nice and, uh, thank you very I good. appreciate that oh very good. you know what is, is is that wasn't that wasn't where I was going with that but good yeah mm-hmm. because I don't think there are enough there liner notes have kind of gone out of everything and if you can do that to provide that with the media that you're producing mm. I think that for a lot of us that's important and maybe we can bring it back yeah. you know if enough of the artists do it maybe it can be brought back even mm. though it may not be the sleeve that you pull it out of mm. if there's an alternate way to have that media get to you mm. uh, whether it be Bandcamp as mm-hmm. you said Pete with, with that or maybe, or, a, maybe we need to develop an app where you listen to the uh, the album mm-hmm. and the lyrics stream down for you. Oh, and that'd be I, cool. I love that idea be because cool. I mean I know that 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 uh, there are some of the bigger ones, some of the bigger songs that are out there that I know Amazon does that where you can actually hit the X ray button and you can see the lyrics oh, yeah, really? that come down with it. Yeah, damn it! If you look at Amazon, I know. <laughs> oh but my you know god! What, but you know what is is not every not every not every uh, dissemination format has that mm-hmm. so. You know what are you talking about? You gonna you need a billboard to stream stream the lyrics for you to read it, <laughs> or my glasses. Yeah, yeah. All Man, right. I hate getting old. This was uh, this was supposed to be some cross promotion, but uh, so in- let's run through it real quick. No, quickly. no, no. Instead, we're going to we're going to say that uh, we did have a uh, a new booking this week. Uh, we were able to finally uh, tie down to a date for all of us to agree to for. Uh, war on Alexandria to br- to come in. So the one month from tonight, uh, they will be joining us. Uh, so uh, Thursday, March eleventh, uh, War in Alexandria will be taking to the Wave Radio Boston Airwave. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I, that they're so good. Yep. So uh, let's listen to a little uh, California by War on Alexandria, and then we'll put this show to bed. Thank you. 
This is Ryan Lee Crosby. Hey, everybody. This is Gary Howie, and you are listening to the one and only Wave Radio Boston, man. Check it out. Take it. 
that's that's a cast of characters yeah. in that band. That's you the Hollywood think? Vampires. Uh, so let's see, Johnny Depp, uh, Alice Cooper, I think Joe Perry's in that version of that band. That that sounds better than the sum of its parts, too. Yeah, that's how good that song is. Yeah. Uh, so that's a Hollywood Vampires covering uh, the song "I Got a Line on You." And at the top of that set, our uh, artist performing on March 11th, War on Alexandria, and their latest release, California. Interested in having your own show on Wave Radio Boston? Whether you broadcast from our greater Boston studio, your own home, or somewhere in between, we want to help you make your show a reality. Just send an email to sharetheair at waveradioboston.com and we'll help you share the air with us. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM with Wave Radio Boston. All right, it's way past that time. Oh, yes, it is. We're going to pull this show into the station, but first we want to make sure we say sorry and thank you to everybody uh, that we offended or say thank you to all the folks that need to be thanked. So so I'll I'll start out with all a right. uh, with an apology to Jack Proust. Yes. Uh band uh that that is my first uh, or, that or, is or all Proust. Toast like toast. No, no, it's the Jack Proust. I That's see. where I'm apologizing. I see. see, you get that? I got it. Uh Proust like toast. So so in in a gigantic thank you of course uh and we'll reiterate this to uh to Josh Proust for actually being here and actually sticking around. He's still here when He's you hear the surf here. music. Any 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 band members who stick around to hear this music yes. in their headphones, uh, yes. yay us and thank you. <laughs> That's right. Um, I also would like to apologize uh, to people not from New England, from our uh, first <laughs> uh, from our first set. Uh, so I uh, do apologize to you folks. and um, But thank you for moving here. See, we need your taxable see, income. I would like to thank every one of you who are not from New England who are listening. Yes. Because yes. that uh, you like our local music and it's not yours. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, we really do appreciate that. That's right. Um, I, this is not a uh, thank you or, a, or an apology. I just wanted to remind everyone uh, that ne- our guest next week, yes, big time, will be uh, the band River Sang Wild, and that of course uh, it, it contains uh, Harrison and Brad from the former uh, Victim of Circumstance with their new lead singer Danny. Uh, so we're looking forward to uh, hanging out with that band next week. I know I've been talking to uh, Harrison on the side, and he is very excited and, uh, and, for and, them to play. And, so and, and so am I. Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm hanging the bottom of the uh, of the table at this point oh, because boy. I know that a week from tonight, yes, we are going to see uh, two of the most talented musicians I've seen in a long time yep. in rock locally. Yep. yep. Uh, Perform with their new band. It's because it's and, 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 and if it's and if it's anything like mm-hmm. last week, yes. Yay, all of us! Yes. So please tune in again next week for sure. Uh, the eighteenth, uh, after you get through your Valentine's Day hangover, mm-hmm. uh, tune in on the eighteenth for River Sang Wild. Yes, and uh, do do all yourselves a favor and make sure that you aren't having to apologize coming up, and make sure and. Uh, 
arrange for uh, the proper uh, recognition of your love. Yes, this that would be weekend. Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday! Well, there you go. I want to so, say thank you to you guys for uh, letting me come on and let me stay on. And this is this is awesome. This is like real. Real deal radio, like this is <laughs> yeah. like BCN. Like, you guys are awesome. Oh well, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. And, and Josh, we we really do appreciate you being here uh, because it's a kindred spirit thing. And, and yeah, yeah, you know, sure. it, it didn't take long to figure that out tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but the more the night went on, yes. is just knowing that you've got you see things the way that we do in a much closer than many mm. so we really do appreciate that yes and uh so for us is anything that we can do to help you with mm-hmm. with anything that you can do we really do appreciate yes. your time here tonight especially considering uh, it is it's like a bruins overtime is josh is here yes. in overtime that's right and uh and he and he and I think he scored in overtime. Mm, I'm pretty gosh, sure. So, so we do appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, coming up real quick uh, on uh, on February 25th, Dire Holiday album release. This is really cool because mm-hmm. uh, we're not expecting live music. It may happen, no, but two two of our hosts here yeah. on uh, Tuesday nights with Hal Holiday's Rock and Food Reviews, six to nine p.m. Eastern, and Sundays. Double Click Radio with Eddie Dyer, noon to two. Their band, the two of them as a duo, yes. are coming in to release some brand new music. Yep. Uh, which we're really psyched about that on February 25th. Uh, don't forget on March 4th, Twig, who you heard earlier tonight, uh, is going to be here live in the studio with the band. And beyond that is... A, a month from tonight, exactly. Yep. Uh, March 11th, Warren Alexandria. Such great music. It is Where else can you experience this kind of music? No, it's going to be uh, fun. Live. It is freaking fantastic. Yep. Uh, we'll have some video feeds going on with the live performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, interviews. Get a chance to know a little bit more about the music and maybe some behind the music. We really do appreciate the bands for coming in. Yes. All right. Uh, we're way overdue. Let's get on out of here. All right. So as I grab my uh, reading glasses, as always, our biggest thank you is to every one of you listening. We want to hear from you. If you haven't done so yet, please like our Facebook page, Wave Radio Boston Rocks, and share it with your friends. We want to share the air. For more information about your own show, Email us at sharetheair at waveradioboston.com. Want to hear your original music on Wave Radio Boston? Email us at media at waveradioboston.com. Go to wrbrocks.com for show schedules. On behalf of Pete Hudson and the absent Becca Lee, I'm John Anthony thanking you for listening to The First Wave. We hope you can join us again next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Join the real radio revolution and say F you to FM. We are Wave Radio Boston. Good night, everyone.
still here? It's over. Go home. Go.